0: To just the playthrough let
1: us know podcast. I skip. will lead in whenever I'm ready here. Thanks, Jim. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's been a long time, hasn't
2: it? It's but been a month off.
1: Yeah. yeah, a full month.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. Mads, I've, I've missed you guys. I've got a bone to pick with you. You do? Why? You, I've just gone on to the Discord server, and I'm looking at the current playthrough, which is the To The Moon channel. Yeah. What do, I, what do I see, Matt? My new numbering scheme? Have but
1: you
2: yes, changed the
1: Why did you do it? <laughs> That's just, just to mess with you guys. <laughs> you know it messes
3: with our heads.
1: Yes, I know. So we are ready to, for episode, I think it was K267 or something like that. Um, and, and we will be talking about To the Moon. Wonderful. No, Wonderful. it's episode 41. Okay. I forget again. What was the S4? Series?
0: No. <laughs> So was shampoo. it season or series
1: series. Shampoo. series shampoo 12 that's
0: it oh, this... <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this <laughs> no no these guys love
1: their systems so I, I just like to tease them a bit so for our listeners as it is right now on the discord forums I think uh, the, the channel for to the moon is called K267 to the moon <laughs> Yes, You
3: bastard. Yeah,
1: that's that's all good. But uh, we've been uh, we've been playing to the movement, of course. But we must have been doing so much else. So I'm, I'm going to go uh, go through all of you guys now and, and see what what have you been doing? What have you been up to for the last four weeks, five weeks? Long four or time. Five
3: weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Andy, hit us. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, what have I been doing? Um, sadly,
4: for a gaming podcast, very little gaming. Um, it, I think it just coincides with it being summer and uh, a busy period work-wise and a combination of still unsuccessfully trying to find a new house, that, that is pretty much where all our energies and efforts have been going, to be honest. Lots of days out with the kids, lots of taking advantage of the good weather. Um, but outside of that, literally since we finished up, all, high, all I've done gaming-wise is play to the moon. That's been it. I've had a couple of quick games on the arcade with the kids with various things. But beyond that, I have not had either really the time or I just have even just the desire as such to play anything. I don't know what it is. I just think that while the weather's been so nice, I've been quite keen to go and make full use of it, but it was just the other morning I was going out to work and we're kind of I know it's a real change in the, a real change in the air, and you start to feel it was starting to feel more like the end of summer, start of autumn. I get really excited at this time of year. It's that where it's just it's leading into these perfect gaming nights? That just uh, I think that's what I've been missing. I don't know what it is. I think it's just um, I think these are, I think when the darker nights come back around again, that seems to be when I get probably twice if not three times as much gaming done as which wouldn't be hard compared to what i've managed to do recently but um no things are great things it's been a really really enjoyable summer and a very busy summer but uh, not too much to report gaming wise
1: but you did make a very necessary purchase that you just showed us
4: i did yes it's um i remember having a debate back at the time with you guys about this and uh, being made to feel that um that uh, it would probably be the most frivolous purchase that you could possibly make, but um, I ignored all your advice and ordered it anyway when we came off the recording, so yes, <laughs> I, I have had to pick up myself one of these little Egret 2 Mini arcade machines, which I haven't had a chance to play yet, but um, it was more, like I say, it's more of an insurance policy, the plan being that hopefully I can fob the kids off on this one anytime they're pestering me to come and play on the arcade. And uh, <laughs> Judging by, I know they're designed for years of use and misuse, but the... Uh, Given how my um, two-year-old was attempting to play Mario on it the other day, um, I'm not sure it would withstand... Too many more years of abuse at that. The uh, the two yeah. of them were pretty much hanging off the joysticks. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, I was I've sort of tried my best to uh, to allow them to enjoy themselves whilst suggesting just about every other activity we could go and do at the same time instead. But uh, yeah.
0: they <laughs> do, it's easily it. it's easily done. It I've been playing a bit of Guzzler, and there's been times where I just had to I've had to walk away from the machine.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, I mean it's,
0: oh, so frustrating I, I, at times.
4: I dare say it's had a few a few fist slammed out on the control panel in its lifetime, but uh, I'm just I'm just trying not to let it be one of mine. <laughs>
5: mm.
0: All good then. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, all good. Uh, I've I've spent the summer counting down the days to the end of the school holidays, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As you do.
0: Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just been a summer of retro waves for me. I was telling you guys about everything that's been... Um, breaking down on me over the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's so dreamcast. what did happen to the Vectrex, then? So the Vectrex, I got that all back up and running. It was working. Initially, when I got it back home, the sound wasn't working, but I, I sort of fiddled around with it, reseated a few bits and cleaned some connections and, and got that back up and running. So then I went and bought a Multicart and mm-hmm. I've ordered a, a UV frame. Lovely. And some UV inlays as well. Yeah. The multi-cart arrived, all excited, <laughs> plugged in the multi-cart, fired it up, and then about 30 seconds later, it shut itself down. So, oh no, and that's it? So I was like, was it, is it the cart? So reset it again, tried it again, same thing happened. So took the cart out, tried it, mindstorm loads up, no issues, and then so shuts down a few seconds later. So oh. I'm like, ah... Oh. And sometimes it'll run for, I don't know, like a minute. And that, that was I got it with the multi i got it running long enough to get this little program that's on there to that can run some diagnostic checks and like the, the RAM and the ROM, that was all okay. Uh, so I spoke to Dean, Dean Swain over at um, uh, RA, Retro Asylum. And he told me about, so he had a similar issue to, to try the uh, AY chip. Mm. So I replaced the AY chip Still doing the same, um, and are then, they just socketed the chips up. Yeah, the, on my model they are. On the, some yeah. of the original ones, I believe they're soldered in, but mine's okay. a later model, uh, mm. so they're just socketed. So you can just sort of lever them out and, and put a new one in, or if so, you like me, you do that and then snap all the pins. And then <laughs> <they're not good. laughs> but so, so I've ordered. Um, I've ordered another chip that that's been recommended to me. That should be with me next week. But if that doesn't work, I'm out of ideas and looking for. a Someone who can repair a Vectrex. Oh,
3: it's grim. If you need someone, there's a fella in South Wales, and it probably isn't all that far from you. Ah, okay. I, I say that, although it's probably much further than I think. It's just across the river, isn't it? South yeah, Wales. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just, just, yeah, short drive over the river. <laughs> just over the short, bridge.
3: short little schlep over yeah, the it's bridge. Fine, fine. Uh, it, it's a company called Mutant Caterpillar.
0: Yes, aware of that, yeah. Although... I've... I've
3: I sent off what I thought was a dead VIC-20 to him a couple of years ago now. And uh, he, for not a lot of money, fixed the problem and completely recapped and serviced the the machine. Uh, oh, really, okay. really... It, it takes him a little while. I mean, it's not... You, know, you won't get it back the next day or anything, so it'll mm. take a few weeks. But when you do get it back, it's... It's well worth. it. I mean, if he can, if it's fixable, he will be able to do
0: it. I imagine. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm kind of expecting that anyway, to be honest. Because this, I think the thing with the Vetrex is a lot of sort of fan stuff is of like people do it for the passion yeah. rather than trying to make money on it, you know. And yeah. so there's just to keep it's them going. all very yeah, it's all very more chasm when sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, but yeah, like the Dreamcast is breaking down. That's not spinning discs up. It sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. So I'm looking at GDMUs. They everything's just gone mental, hasn't it? Like price wise, like yeah. these these chips for the Vetrex would have cost a couple of quid a couple of years ago. Now they're twenty quid. A GDMU yeah, just shortage. is like hundred and thirty, hundred and forty quid that would have been yeah. sort of thirty or forty quid. Is there but, any cheaper alternatives to GDMU?
3: Uh,
0: not that I'm aware of.
1: No. No all the other alternatives are more expensive,
0: aren't they? I think so. I think that yeah. is the the cheaper, the cheapest alternative. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Retro. wave. So I'm looking at misters and all sorts now. I'm just I've got to that point where I'm like, <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just fed up and playing with the yeah, original But the thing hardware.
3: with the, the thing with the Vectrex. I mean, the Mister's never going to give you what the Vectrex can give you. I mean, it's no. That's the attraction of the machine, isn't it? It's yeah. impossible to emulate
0: it. Well, this is it. So I've been looking at Vectrex, uh, uh, Mister, but then I was like, Looking, I don't want to get rid of my Mega Drive. I don't no. want to get rid of the Dreamcast. I don't, I might be wrong, but I don't think there's a Dreamcast Mister Core. No, there? there
3: isn't. No, no, it's the uh, Mister will never be able to run Dreamcast. And
0: oh. then, yeah, so then I'm like, What do I really want? The Vectrex I don't want to get rid of, so what do I really want to get rid of?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the attraction for me of the Mister was the ability just to flip. You know, I've got all the systems, but for instance, still playing some of the old FIFA games in anticipation of doing an episode Mm. on the history of FIFA with you guys over on Retro Asylum. And just being able to go from FIFA on the Mega Drive to FIFA on the Super Nintendo without swapping systems out on the desk, just to be able to try them out next to each other. It's just so handy just to be, because within 15 seconds, you're booting into another system and it feels so authentic.
1: And that's how it starts, gentlemen. That's how it starts. Very soon he'll be (laughs) flocking his real hardware because he'll see that he can't actually see any difference between having the real hardware set up and using the Mister.
3: Probably uh, like you, Mads. I mean, I I still get a thrill of playing on real hardware. I've just finished Metal Gear 2 on the MSX. I've just started playing Final Fantasy 2 on the Famicom. I did have that running on the Mister. If anything, it looked even better. Yep. On the Mister because the Mister outputs RGB whereas the Famicom doesn't. Nope. So if anything, it looked it looked and sounded even better on the on the Mister. Mm. But I still, you know, if you know you're going to play a game for twenty five thirty hours, I still get a thrill from knowing I'm playing on real hardware, even though I've got an Everdrive which is FPGA yep. <laughs> as well. So yeah, I don't know, but I think I think there is, yeah. It's a, I've always said it's a nice to have. I've just got one. And uh, just the ability, you know, for instance, playing an arcade game over on Retro Asylum, if we're going to do an episode on an arcade game, sometimes it's really nice to check out the ports. It takes ages to get, get the Speccy on, the, yeah, unplug the Speccy C64, get it all fired up, you know, get the game up and running. With the Mister you can just do it. Within within an hour, you could have played twelve different versions of the game, and that yeah. that's yep. where it gets its and with, value. With from... perfect
1: output to the CRT, yeah. so it looks just right, and with the right exactly. controllers, and
3: yeah, yep, yep. yeah. Yep. 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 I'm a convert to the Church of the Mister Guys. I'm an acolyte. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice, nice. I would highly recommend. I mean, they are did a doddle to set up. It's actually fun playing with the cores and getting the settings just right. The actual hardware is dead easy to to. Get going and, yeah, get yourself a nice CRT and get, oh, yeah, it looks, it is a beauty. Mm. Yeah, agreed. It almost pains me to say it after all these months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's all good. Anything else you'd like to tell us, Chris? What have you been up to?
3: Yeah, I've, started, for, I've, hijacked, I've hijacked Jim. Jim, was there anything else you wanted to get off your chest?
0: Uh, no. the only other thing. I was going to bring it up later. Was I'll to drop it in now. We are on Instagram. Ooh. So I'll put us over on there. Uh We are. Are on... we on OnlyFans? Yeah. No, not not OnlyFans. No. Oh no. <laughs> we'll okay. see how this Instagram goes, and then maybe. There's like... only demand for mads, none <laughs> <Yeah>, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only
4: mads. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No. So I'll put us on there. We're on a playthrough underscore pod, but I thought. I, I quite like streaming and, and like the YouTube side of things, but I don't think the podcast really lends itself to it. But, you know, you no. take in notes and stuff like that. Whereas... You,
3: you stream away, mate. You're all right, go on.
0: No, no, but like with like Instagram, you can like, you can capture like little short videos. Yeah. I just think it works a lot better for what, how, how we play the games really. So yeah, we're but on there. We can, take, and, some photographs e- we can take some shots. photographs at EGX, can't we? And uh, Can we, yeah. yeah. Upload them. This is yeah. it. Turn 40, tell, I'm, I'm
3: down with the kids. We can tell all the devs <laughs> that we've got, like, 50,000 followers and they should give us secret access to their games. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: mm. Absolutely.
3: Have you pre-ordered the, uh, or bought, it? didn't the Turtles collection come out today? Cowbunga collection?
0: Uh, I've not pre-ordered it. I bought the uh, Shredder's Revenge. What about you, yeah. Andy? Because I know you're into your I, war, right and fights. There's...
4: I had a massive economy drive recently. Because we are looking at moving house, we're basically just trying to cut back on...
2: Oh, you poor...
4: Uh, tell me about it. Honestly, It's I uh, the uh, I knew this was coming out and I thought I was looking at things that I could either... Pre- I actually cancelled some pre-orders that I had as well for various things. Um, but I subsequently read a review of this and it looks absolutely fantastic. It gets mm, really, does. really good reviews. Um, they're yeah. saying it basically... There's been a few like this, but it says it really does kind of set the benchmark for what these retro collections can and should be. Um it's not perfect, I don't think, but um at the same time it's got some some really, really cool features in it. Were you reading about it at all, did you see the kind of like effectively the playthrough mode trademark yeah. that it's got on it? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So um it was giving the NES version of the original Turtles game as being a prime example of kind of a notoriously difficult game. Well yeah. there's a couple of notoriously difficult stages in it. But mm. um you can literally effectively get yourself to that point and then hand it over to yeah. the game and it will play you through that part Um perfectly and then at whatever point you want to take back control you do so. Um nice. it's a really good idea. Yeah,
3: yeah it's, it's great.
4: Um, and then I think it's also it's been updated so it's kind of produced all the sprite flicker and some of the slowdown and everything as well. So you can play either version. You can play oh, either good. kind of you can play it as though what it was like at the time or you can play yeah. effectively sort of a perfectly running version of the original. Um, and it's got yeah. some of the other games that are on it. I mean for me I think probably one of the best probably Arguably my favourite side-scrolling beat-em-up is Turtles in Time. I think it's an absolutely yeah. brilliant game. Um, it's a really, really good cross-section of games that are on there. The original arcade is a fantastic one as well. Um, yeah. So I have Certainly not picked a it up, collection. but um, the only pre-order I've got, actually outstanding at the moment, is for the, uh, the Callisto Protocol. Um, I've still got that. Ooh,
3: I haven't pre-ordered that.
4: I think that comes out on the 2nd of December. That's um, right. I've got that pre-ordered, but uh, I think... Is it... Uh, b- which publisher has brought out this collection? Is it a limited run game, or is it mm. available? Can you order it off Amazon, etc.?
0: I think you can get a physical off Amazon. A yeah. Limited I run of had know a few who's published it. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. No, I think limited run do a lot of these ones, and they'll have like a special cover or or some
4: other yeah, pieces. But like it's that. not a sort of a, a limited run of games mm. as such. No, and,
0: no. I, well, may well pay, limit- I may well. Oh, sorry, up.
4: mate. No, I just saying I may well pick it
0: up. It looks good. My um speaking of limited run, my Castlevania limited run game arrived. Symphony of the night. Finally.
4: Oh wow. Yeah. Oh nice. What's that on yeah. the PS4? PS4, it? yeah. Oh,
0: yes. version, yeah. Brilliant. Came with yeah. um, Symphony of the Night and Ronda of Blood. So all oh, good that's for, a nice collection. Yeah, all good for the um for the community play from that, Chris, whenever we get there in like That'd be 2029, or... that one for that. No, Castlevania is
3: actually not that not that big a series, is it? will be there before you know it. Although by the time we've played through the Game Boy games, uh, maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, nice collection for sure. Yeah. yeah. What have I been up to? So, um yeah, been on holiday, which was nice. Spent a couple of weeks in Rome, which was blooming, blooming marvellous. Watching looking up at the sides of the Colosseum, wondering just was how it, did that Was it built in on. a day? Probably not, but no, no. when in Rome I did as the Romans did <laughs> and drove like an absolute nutter, <laughs> which it seems to be what the Romans do. They try and kill each other on the roads and try to kill tourists, which yeah. is uh, very nice. They gave us an upgrade on the hire car and I was like, no, I, felt like I, said, no, I don't want an upgrade because they upgraded us to this pretty swish Mercedes from, it's supposed to be a Renault Megane or something similar, and he's like, oh you've mucked up your timing, so you've actually got a bit of credit, we can't give you a refund, so the only thing you can do really to realise the credit is get this upgrade, so they upgraded us to this C-Class Mercedes, which was very, very lovely but I did not want a nice <laughs> car because <laughs> when you're driving on the wrong side of the road, forgive us Mads, you know, we're yeah. on the right side of the road over here in the UK, God. when you drive on the wrong side of the road, it, you're Positional sense is all
0: out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you, you, you drift, don't you? You find yourself drifting, definitely. Yeah,
3: I've got Jen saying, Ooh, "Wall, wall, you're getting <laughs> close to the walls." Uh... It was uh, no, it was good, <laughs> but I had um, had the Steam Deck with me, so play had the second playthrough of To the Moon. Complete revelation with the Steam Deck. I was actually, I got to a point where actually the, the bit with the horse in to the moon with the equine therapy when mm, he takes river yes. for the equine therapy I actually got to that point on the Steam Deck and thought, well, I'm not going to be able to play this now because I couldn't, you, I couldn't move the horse around. But actually, and Mads is probably going to say this is child's play, but I realized that you can, you can map any button from a keyboard to any button on the Steam Deck. And it was a complete game changer because un- unedited, the controls on the steam deck are all touchscreen, so it's kind of doable. it's a bit fiddly, but you can you know you tap the screen and the, yeah. the hmm. your character moves there. But having once I got into this mapping thing, I was like, well, hang on a minute, I can do the trackpad for the mouse, hmm. and before I you know it was just playing like a point and click with a mouse, and it was a complete and total game changer. And now I'm thinking I can play any point-and-click game on the Steam Deck because To the Moon isn't verified as playable on the Steam Deck because of the control issues. But with this remapping thing, it was a complete and total revelation for me. So I'm really glad I got to grips with that. Finished Octopath Traveler in the end. Ninety-one hours. Oh my, oh, my god! <laughs> yeah. Kept in <it> double figures. <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. Ninety-one hours, and I've pretty much done everything. All the optional bosses now on that. There's a few side quests which, I'm, but after ninety-one hours, I'm 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 done with that. Uh, been playing some Planescape Torment, some 1942 for the. Retro Asylum High Score Challenge for August managed to crack through a hundred thousand on that. Did you? The well, I mean, that, that is a tough old game, isn't it? Oh, what a game that is though! It's absolutely brilliant that game.
1: Yeah, I love that. Used to play that a lot on the arcade.
3: Superb, honestly. Mm. I was rubbish, and then one run, I just had a great run, and went. My high score went from like forty-nine thousand to one hundred and forty thousand.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, I, What's
3: I the swear, top I don't at the moment. Huh? What's the top score at at the moment? Oh, God, it's ridiculous. That A lot. They, I mean, they've, they've just moved on. So the guys, It's it's some of the community members are running this couple of high score challenges for those who don't really like RPGs while the rest of us slave away at Planescape Torment. Mm. And they've just moved on to Kicks, actually, for yep. September.
1: Mm, that's a really um, good game as well. Yeah, yeah. Although I do prefer the Gals Panic version of it. But that's
3: just me. <laughs> You would, you perv. Yeah, yeah, that's the
1: one I know from the arcade. Seriously, that was on the in the
3: local chippy. Mad's Knights of Zentar, Christensen. Yes, we all that's know me. where your sensibilities <laughs> lie. <laughs> and then a couple of days ago, so most recently, finished Metal Gear Two on the MSX. Which Andy, you need to get onto that. Tell me
4: about it. You, I know you I love
3: the original Metal Gear. I absolutely, Metal Gear loved 2 it, yeah, is brilliant. I know.
4: Is it as good? Is it
3: better still? Or it's a mile better. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's got the rate. So introduces like gameplay wise, introduces the radar. Um, You can now knock on walls just like you can in Metal Gear Solid. To but the 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 bread comes the way it tells you where the signposts and of where to go next and what to do. Whilst it's nowhere near as strong as a modern game, the bit the thing that frustrates me about the original Metal Gear is too often you were left with well, what do I do now?
4: Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a few points like that.
3: Whereas in Metal Gear 2, it's it's it's, it's all there. You okay. you might have to think a little bit, and you might have to go looking, but really, everything is there. It's a lot better.
4: I'm trying to think if there's any way I would
0: have access to that on holiday. Metal Gear Solid so. 3. Take your PS Vita. Subsistence. and new Metal Gear collection, it's on there.
3: How did you play the original?
4: I played the original. How did I play the original? You
3: played it on using the PS3 collection, didn't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah,
4: exa- yeah, so the, it's on um, there. I did the Xbox HD collection, yeah. Um, it's on there. Yeah. I was wondering if there was a way I could take it away on holiday with me. There won't be, unfortunately.
3: Um, yeah, there is a version for the Vita, but it's really hard to get hold of now. Yeah. Cool, I'll, I'll play it when I get back. Um, yeah, it's really good. Very, yeah, very good. Yeah, I did. I, is, is, that is one
4: series that, I, I'm, that I, I genuinely do want to play the whole way through because it's... Um, yeah, I, I started with the most recent one, which was probably the worst possible way to do it. So yeah, I will I will crack
3: on with that. Yeah. I mean it takes about I reckon from start to finish, even with getting stuck a little bit, no more than eight hours gameplay. Yeah, perfectly and that, that's that, good. that that even allows for, you know, a little bit of wandering around not really knowing what you're doing. So, you a word of warning when, when Chris says something
1: has about six <laughs> hours of gameplay that's uh Double that's it. just a lie. You get you have to like just time Pie, for example, they'll give you something.
3: <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're if you're tra- trying to play Devil May Cry, of course it'll take yes. a lot longer. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> no, but that's it. What What about you, Mads? How has your August been? What have you been up to?
1: Um, not a lot gaming wise. It's been uh, it's been busy. Um, I, I did finish V V V V V B. If that's what mm. it's called is that how many visas there there's yeah, lots yes. of them anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots, and lots of lots of these yeah <laughs> beautiful little game I, I love that i was uh, i played that on the on the steam deck as well while on holiday i guess but that was really really good apart from that i started playing uh, dead space because i wanted to to get that done before we get into playing the second one but i haven't actually had a lot of time for it i played the first two hours or something like that did you switch it, the lights off and play it in the dark Yes, I had good fun with it. Uh, there is one thing I, I mentioned it to you Chris, that is so silly in this game that it's not even scary and that's the the, the physics of the dead bodies. Rack-doll. I mean, <laughs> the yeah. monsters—they attack you, and they have weight, and they hit you, and it's—it's it's brutal. But as soon as you kill them, they kind of go into this anti-gravity mode. So when you touch them, they'll just be flung to the other side of the room, flying and ragdolling all the way. It's so foolish and so silly that it completely kills the mood for me. Yeah. So I'm—I'm I'm not scared playing this game anymore at all. It's—it's. It's, I'm, I'm actually laughing most of the
3: time. <laughs> and we spoke about that on almost two years ago on we our did, pilot yeah. episodes, which mm. are available from the website www.playtorypod.com i'm hoping they fixed that in the second one i, I guess they did
1: because uh, that they is were so very silly. they
3: were very proud of those physics at the time <laughs> okay they were?
1: yes they, okay did yeah. they explain how the dead bodies didn't have any mass at all no no okay okay no oh well but <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to playing through that it's uh but it's I have to say, it's actually not scary because of of those things that draw you out of the world, like like those dead buddies, for example. But it's good fun. Uh, I like playing it. So I'm looking forward to the second one as well. But yeah. apart from that, no, I've been playing Planescape Torment, and that's about all. I didn't even find time to play 1942 a single time because I've been kind of busy. You wouldn't have beat my score anyway, don't worry. <laughs> no, no, of course not, of course not. <laughs> it's been many years since I played it, but I did actually play it quite a lot in the arcade But then. Uh, yeah, it's all about that. That game is all about knowing the patterns because everything comes in the same patterns every single mm. time you you play it. And yeah, I do remember being able to get to the third stage quite reliably, something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I've got no idea what my score would be, not at all. I'm I'm hoping to find a bit of time to play Kicks because I really like that.
3: Return to Monkey Island, Matt, two yes. two in a bit. I was weeks just away.
1: about to say that when Andy said he didn't have any pre-orders. Of course, you've got a pre-order for this very special game coming out on September nineteenth.
4: Oh, I just, I thought, found, I, went, I, I thought, I thought that went without saying. That went without saying. Surely, that everybody yeah, in the world has good. got it pre-ordered. So.
0: Yes, 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 They yes. Better Blumine had though. <laughs> I haven't found it a physical version anywhere yet. No, No.
1: there's no physical version. This is the very first time ever that I have done a digital pre-order. I've never done that before. So I I guess that works in a way that uh, if my Switch
3: is connected to the net, it'll just be there on the 19th and and ready to play. Mm. Yeah, it normally preloads, doesn't it? So the moment it unlocks, if you want to stay up late, you'll be able to... Have a look at it at one minute past midnight. <laughs> so I'm actually stupid enough to to do that. I
0: made you do that. <laughs> I've got to finish the second one before I can even think about
1: that. Oh yeah. I'm really, yeah. really looking forward. I, I haven't been so excited for a new game in years. I have
3: Matt, to say. we should we should get on a Discord call and just watch the introduction together. Yes,
1: yes, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. I'll I Do make a live play. stream of you playing through it mm. on the on the so I, I can actually I, I can watch the intro like an hour before you then mate. I guess. Oh, if yeah, if it's in my yeah. time zone.
3: Oh yeah, I need to get over to France so we can have <laughs> yeah. it the same time. zone <laughs> you know, I'm you, really you looking should, forward to that. You should start
4: Chris. a live stream, Mads, and just just every t- just stay ahead of Chris the entire time and spoil <laughs> every single reveal for him. whole <laughs> the <thing> game <again.
3: laughs> Chris, just an hour ahead.
4: Yes,
0: Chris. just adjust <laughs> your clock. <laughs> just, just
3: adjust uh, your uh, clock.
0: You'll be on uh, adjust your clock. <laughs> Would that work? Switch your time zone. No, oh, it won't work. <laughs>
3: Because if I, if I order it on Steam and I just... the Computer clock, will it unlock early? No. Yeah, so
4: if you set your computer clock good to the 19th now, you can play it right now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Probably not that much. <laughs>
3: I'm going to try it, though. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but I think that was me, gaming-wise at least. I'm really enjoying Planescape Tournament, so I'm looking forward to recording that in about a month's time with you,
3: Chris. Yes. That'd be good. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah, I've even bought, just so we, we don't miss a beat, Mads. Oh, good grief. Wow. Nice. Tips and, tips and strategies. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. wow. It's a weighty number.
4: Yeah. Oh, Very nice great. it is. my no word. There's a lot so in I... here
3: that I don't understand about advanced Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons mechanics that I need to...
1: <laughs> so now I know who I can call if I need a tip.
3: I don't really know what's going on most of the time in the combat, do you? See, I am all all about the combat,
1: because uh, you and I, we rolled the same characters, didn't we? So we we yes. both wanted to try to avoid combat and then and, and be charismatic and, and intelligent. So just to do something else, I re-rolled as a stupid, strong fighter type. So I kill everybody all the time, and I'm pretty down with the combat now. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just like to know what's going on in the background, you know, when these, the, when you're because obviously there's a lot of dice rolls like in disco Yeah, there's a lot of dice rolls going on all the yeah. time checks in the background and mm. it's nice to just have some idea of mechanically what's happening when you're clicking your mouse isn't it rather than just
1: yeah that's true that's true no, I just went through the detonations the other day killing yeah, every that single bit. person in there so just yeah. beautiful I love that <laughs> <laughs> you murderous rogue. Yes, yes. There were a few people that I, I actually got through the whole section, and there were a few people who were still alive, and, and I, I went back in just to kill just to make it because I had to rinse the, the area.
3: <laughs> oh, you must. Yeah, yes. Andy knows all about that kind mm. of behavior, so he should have, yeah, leave no man yep, alive. Yep, yep. Well, that,
1: kill that's them all. this time.
3: <laughs> them all! Get them all!
1: <laughs> okay, so instead of killing them all should we actually go to the game that we're going to be talking about today you guys ready yeah
0: yes. yeah. Ready. yeah
1: that's good so we've been playing to the moon luckily quite a short game so we all had time over the summer to uh, to play this game um to the moon is uh, the first game in, in in a series by this guy called kangao of narratively driven games um they they are Revolving around these two scientists, Dr. Eva Rosaline and Dr. Neil Watts, I think he was called, that, yeah. that, um, have this, or they work at a company called the Sigmund Corp, I think, yeah. Sigmund Corporation. Um, they had this memory alteration technology and they sell the service of, um, giving you memory alterations or giving you new experiences or, uh, however you want to, 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 to frame it, because they, they go to their customers and, change their memories uh, in what we know from this first game, it's only customers who are about to die. So customers who are dying can have their, their last wish to get a, a wish fulfilled. Like uh, in this case, the the patient that is dying and in a coma right now, Johnny, wants to go to the moon. So they they sell the service of altering your memories. Of course, they can't take you to the moon, but they can make you believe that you actually went to the moon in your life. Before you die, and that's the that's the whole setting here. It's a game made by one guy and a few others. Uh, the music is by so so music is by Kangao as well, but also Laura Shigihara and some of the art. Uh, he's, he had some help there as well from uh, let's say Elisiatana, Gabriel April, and Cecily Posthumus.
3: Uh, doesn't that mean mean after death? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't, I think they, I think they might be, uh, sort of server names. Yes. Yeah. Could be. So,
1: but most of the work is done by this guy himself and it's made in, it's an amateur game made in RPG Maker. So RPG Maker XP, a game making engine that is very, very simple to use. I mean, my, my youngest, no, my oldest uh, used that to make a game when she was 12, I think. And it's quite easy to do. But the, this, Seems like he's been doing a lot of scripting because I've seen the, those games that my daughter did. And this is a lot more, um, expressive than, than what you just get out of uh, RPG Maker XP if you're a novice. So he's clearly, uh, gifted at, at game design. So it's, it's quite well designed, but it is a simple top down RPG. Is it a game? We'll probably get into that a bit later on. It is definitely an interactive narrative, if you ask me. Mm. And it's a, it's a beautiful story being told. So guys, before we dive into some of the narrative for our listeners, of course, this is, we're gonna completely ruin the entire game for you if you haven't played it already. This is a story you should give yourself the, the experience of, of actually getting through. It, it's only about three hours. I'd like to say if you do it in one sitting, three or four hours. And there are some big reveals in there. Um, that'll be completely ruined by by listening to somebody talking about it first. So uh, if you haven't played it, go play it. If you don't want to play it, listen to us talk about it. So before we get into the actual uh, action of the game here, do you have any, any thoughts you'd like to share with us?
3: Yeah, I mean, just in listening to you describe it as an RPG, which I don't know whether you, you meant that or whether you were just talking about the fact it's made an RPG maker. I, that was what I meant, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always like to think what what... You know what, what genre does the games fall into, and what, what am I actually playing here? And mm. I, I don't. To be honest, I mean, it's is it a game? Is it not a game? We've had discussions like that. You know, mm. we, I'm sure we're going to talk about some of the gameplay elements. And is the game better or worse for them? It's a but puzzle it, game. It, it, Where well, everything's a puzzle game, mate, isn't it? But it does have puzzles in it. It, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> the narrative's a puzzle, of course, as well. So <laughs> it's all. Everything yeah. is, a, is is a puzzle. Yeah. But it, it, it's not a game that you can easily put into a box. It's not. It's certainly not an RPG. No, I wouldn't call it an adventure. Although there are adventure elements, perhaps in hunting objects around the environment,
5: mm. maybe. Mm.
3: But there are no adventure-style puzzles as such. There are some light like, puzzles, of course, in those uh, strange foldy uh, puzzles. But um, yeah, it's very difficult game to classify. It is a narrative. It is something that straddles the line between a game and a and a story, and Mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, it's very difficult to to classify it. I think. Did you like all
1: the? It's a puzzle game. I mean, it's an interactive narrative, of course. That's the main main thing here, but it's also a puzzle game. You've got the puzzles between the segments, and every single segment apart from experiencing the story. It's it's kind of like those games that my kids used to play on the iPad. Hunt, hunt, hunt the things. Hunt the what is it called? Yes,
0: um, yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah, you get screen, a little picture, English, don't you? And
1: yeah, and you need to find n different kind of things, and then you move on to it, yeah. the next. Yeah? yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Sorry, Andy, you were saying.
4: No, I was just going to say that. I guess right away for me were there elements of it, the, the elements we've just discussed were there parts of that you would like to have seen more or less of and do you think it would have been better or worse as a consequence because for me the kind of the elements that probably arguably made it more of a game just by having the little puzzle parts in it etc um, I would have been quite happy without any of that stuff in it yeah. and just have played through the story from start to finish
2: Interesting
1: I, I wholeheartedly agree with that to some See, extent, uh, I I could definitely go without the puzzles between the segments because they were just filler. But uh, mm-hmm. the the finding the we'll get to this in a second. But when you go be- between the different memories, you need to find some stuff in the memories that will link you to another memory, a memory, an earlier memory, because we're moving backwards through time in this uh, this old man's uh, memory. That, that actually kind of makes sense because when you find something, sometimes they'll talk a bit about it and say why that is important in this uh, context. And when you combine them, there will be a bit of extra uh, conversation yeah. as well. So I kind of like that part. But yeah, the puzzles, no, I, I could definitely do without that. I could do without the really? horse ra- racing and I could do without the the final running around and uh, dodging zombie... Zombie evers. Zombie evers, yeah. You
0: didn't, you didn't like the whack a Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone likes Wakemore. Do you know? I, I, I would have, I, I really enjoy, not enjoyed the puzzles, and I, I would have, I would have enjoyed them more if there was more variety to them. I mm. think I, the narrative was, was was fantastic. I absolutely love that, and I think if you'd have had a bit more variety in the puzzles, it, it would have been almost like a ten out of ten game for me personally. I would have liked to. I think something like. Mixing up with like some of the is it Rube Goldberg type puzzles yeah, or something yeah. like that? Just to just to mix it up a little bit. Because all the puzzles, like that, I'm sure come on, they're all like the little pictures, aren't they, that you have to sort of slide around and and re reform uh, an yep. image.
3: You're supposed yep. to be fold on paper, aren't you? There is a there's a book right at the start of the game in the study of Johnny's house before you actually go into the machine. There's a book in the study that you can find, which talks about the the uh, apparently this, there is a thing in origami where you make these models in the fewest number of folds possible, and mm. I only found that on my second playthrough, which gave a little bit of context to the to what was before a little bit of contextless puzzles. Mm. Um, but I I just found that whenever I had control. I was just wishing for the next bit of narrative. I just thought, how quickly can I get to the bit where it takes control away from me and tells me the story? Because I just adored the story and strongly disliked the gameplay. I mean, even the bits when you're walking around the environment. Sometimes some of the objects were close to each other. Yeah, click on the right one. Yeah, you know the way
1: control more than. I would say one minute and then you'd be on to the next part. Yeah, sometimes, and that's the bit that I really like.
4: Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. that one minute though was just for me that was just enough to break the immersion and the emotion more than anything else. Right. There was a couple points in the game where I could really feel myself getting quite emotional and yeah. it broke up and I was like, No, I kind of I want to keep feeling what I'm feeling. I don't take that away from me just yet and you thought and the thing was the by doing a couple of these little events, it then led, it then continued straight on to the same part of story that had been making you feel emotional just a, that short while ago, but it just lost a little bit of its momentum and then mm. it would start mm. to build again. And you think, like, all right, yeah, I can sort of, yeah, I, I can feel myself getting emotional again and then it would break again. And maybe that's mm. maybe that was deliberate. Um, but yeah, there was a couple, just a couple parts of the pacing that uh I didn't. 100% enjoy in that respect.
3: Mm. Kane and Rince did an episode on it a few years ago and it's really interesting what they were saying about it. It, it. it almost felt like he didn't quite have enough courage to really wholeheartedly just tell the story. It almost felt like he thought, right, I need to put a bit of game in here because you know, this is a game and it needs to be a game. So I'll put in these puzzles and mm. I'll do the Zombiva section and I'll do the bit in the equine therapy bit where you're running around on the horse. And I, and I think it was Josh Garrity from Cain and Rince said, he almost should have just gone 100%. He should have just, that's obviously, there's obviously a story here he wanted to tell and he was fitting game around it. It's like the bit with the the RPG parody at the start where you've got the squirrels. and Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's really odd because he never ever in the game again did a parody an RPG and you know it was quite humorous and
1: but it's like I like that that was just a fun I like nod that to a lot that yeah was that was that really a chuckle uh,
3: maker it's just an it just stands out like a sore thumb because you know this is not Undertale this is not an RPG parody it was like one tiny little moment where it's almost like he abandoned and, and hopefully we're going to talk about the general overall tone of the game because this is one of the other things I didn't. Uh, it's one of the cons for me about it, but it's an example of like, I found that a bit jarring against the rest of it.
4: I I, I liked it because I had no expectations or no prior knowledge or understanding of what this game was and how it would play. No. And so when it went into that fight sequence initially, I thought that would form a part of the game, that this would just mm. be something that I was going to have to live with. And I thought... Oh, and I remember this of the action music starts and everything, and mm. you're having to make your selection. I thought, well, this is okay, but I'm not mad keen to be, <laughs> uh, you know, to be to be playing Run a game like this, right? now. yeah, I'd rather just hear a story or uh, experience a story. And so, when I obviously revealed that it was just effectively um, you know it, it, it was just in as a bit of a joke that uh, I, I was actually really relieved and I, it kind of it really tickled me I thought he obviously understood probably what a lot of people's reactions to that would be and that because of what I expected the game to be that I, I thought that's great it, it, it is actually going to be what I initially thought it was going to be rather than actually having these additional elements that I didn't want in it so it kind of gave you that Real
1: sense of relief afterwards. Hmm. So I would say, definitely the the puzzles between segments, between memory jumps, uh, I could do without those. But I would even I would even still keep in the the horse racing and the zombies and avoiding those because that does build some tension, especially in that section with the zombievas. That's uh, we'll get to that when we get to the story. But uh, your pulse is definitely racing at that point in time. So maybe it was okay to actually be doing a bit of action, and, and you can do narrative by doing action, Chris. I mean, gameplay is uh, part of a, <laughs> of a narrative as well. No, so, and I do so get I, that. I wouldn't do I... without it completely. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Before we jump on, Matt. Yeah. Do you mind? How did everyone play?
1: Hmm. Yep, I played it on the PC just with the keyboard. I yeah. found the mouse controls to be horrible in that RPG maker game. You you just slightly touch the mouse and it'll fly to the other side of the screen, so it wasn't <laughs> controllable at all. So I played it on on PC with the keyboard.
3: I played so first time around I played it on PC and I I actually didn't use the mouse. A combination of mouse keyboard and I found found the mouse okay. Okay. Uh, I I had a bit of a disaster at first because I. Actually, set the game. I clicked accidentally into like Polish on the language, and then <laughs> yeah, you said <laughs> didn't have a, cl- <laughs> a clue how to get it off. So a little so little you bit of all in Polish. Little yeah, I've learned Polish in the last mm. five weeks. Really good. Nice. So and a little bit of hunting around the forums, so I realised if you press F four, you can get into the the language mm. settings. <laughs> but well, it was a bit of a false start. But in the second time round, yeah, on the, on the Steam Deck, which I imagine plays somewhat like
1: the switch um, yep yeah. I played it just briefly on the switch afterwards I, I find it, it looked better on the switch I mean maybe they've done some graphical updates when they did that version as well because it looked really pretty and I, I will play through it on the switch again um, at some point I'll play all the way through it Yeah, but it, it controls really well of course it's been adapted uh, completely to the control there and it looks really beautiful
0: yeah, that's where I so I played the main game on the Switch, um, yep. and then I played the the, the, the DLC, the see through the minisodes the mini, I think they call it. Yeah, yes. so I, I yep. bought the game again and played the mini minisodes <laughs> on Steam. So <laughs>
1: good lad. Yeah, so I, I bought it on Steam and Switch as well. I I couldn't help yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you play Switch? Andy?
4: Yeah, Switch as well. Mm-hmm. I i convi- I was convinced when I sat in to play it. I. I turned to switch on and i thought i'd bought this game months ago back when or not months ago, but back when we did our waffle 4.0 i thought i pretty much went straight on and then i went to go and access it and it showed it as not having been bought i thought have i am i about to buy this for the second time have i bought this somewhere <laughs> else and was planning on playing on that but um i don't think so the the one drawback for me it was great actually was playing it on the the big screen there and it looked great even on the I wasn't quite sure how well or otherwise those graphics might scale on such a big screen, but it was fantastic. The, the the one drawback for me, and I think it would have added even more to this game as a consequence, because it tells you as much when you start off. It is that I don't have headphones for my mm. Switch to play, and that was I was quite upset by that because I think um, all my the other modern consoles I play, I always play with headphones. But I think the music in this, particularly, it's um, yeah, wonderful. It would have really. Added to yeah. with having my head just been that bit more immersive, but that was the one drawback. Yeah. But otherwise, mm-hmm. um, played faultlessly on the Switch, actually, no issues at all, and looked great, yeah. very, very, very mm-hmm. easy to play, worked really nicely.
1: So, mate, didn't you actually buy a physical copy of it? That's what you told us uh, afterwards, I think. You sent us some links to you found an, an eBay auction and uh, bought a mm-hmm. physical copy. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't arrived yet, or?
4: Mad, it, it's it's sitting over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: middle aged real... men for you. Well, Middle-aged well, Hold man. on one second. Hang on a minute. So you bought. So well, hold you on one had already had the physical copy when you. Wait one second. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait one second. <laughs> I think the summer's gone to no. so Andy's head. Has it been warm in Scotland? <laughs> I think the sun has gone to yeah, yeah, so yeah, his brain. Oh, there it is. Nice. I see all it's I'll a look, beauty
1: You can keep it sealed now
3: <laughs> Look over
4: there You might just make out There is the pile of Right over there is the pile of games At the end of the desk yep. That I bought and stacked up for season four <laughs> <laughs> it, was,
3: it was sitting two feet in front
4: of me When I went to go and play it And I was, like, I've, I've, I was like I was thinking to myself I bought this I know I've bought it <laughs> And you did. And I always I think for, for some reason I had a digital copy what a tit
0: <laughs> yeah. you haven't been on them beta blockers have you, <laughs> you I,
4: honestly know. I don't even yeah. worry about this at times mate I think this is just it was being yeah God, well there we go that solves that one so I've got two copies of it. I've got a physical and a digital copy now so there's some money hmm. wasted well done me <laughs> well, it's nice the to the publisher isn't that's it that's good yeah. yes Absolutely, a, a, well, yeah. it might be an investment as well I've still technically got a sealed copy as well so mm-hmm. it's um, I'll stack this
1: one away what that's one of those uh, limited once. That, so that's that's going to be your
3: reaction was you priceless <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's too bad this isn't a, a video podcast so yeah. I just couldn't see your face yeah
3: <laughs> So, Wonderful what did bit. you guys? What did you guys think of the look of the game? Because it is it game released originally in twenty ten. Was it I think about twenty nineteen on the Switch, wasn't it? When it got its release there. What so, I, I mean, we're all to some extent retro gamers, so I imagine it didn't really. Well, I'm going to say offend, but you know, it didn't really bother us in inverted commas the mm. as the look, the aesthetic. I really, really enjoyed the graphics. I loved every scene. Some of the detail on the pixel art, I found really, really nice. And part of the, what well, I, I got quite excited going from memory to memory to think, what what's this scene gonna look
0: like? And I found the characters expressionful as well. What did yeah. what did you guys think? Yeah, same. I I loved it, loved it, and I loved the, yeah the. The animations they put into the characters, the yeah. characters showed emotion, and now, I, yeah, I loved it. The only thing I didn't like about the game, sort of over map, map, map world, over world, whatever you want to call it, was the navigation. It's a four way navigation. Yeah, isn't it? I yeah. could have if it, yeah, I would have liked eight way, but that's like a <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, okay. okay. See, so, so playing it on the keyboard, I didn't even consider that.
0: So, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't, would you? Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: I think that's exactly the word I was
4: thinking of there, Jim, was um, for me, my concern when I first saw the graphical style, because obviously it's got that kind of anime style artwork on the cover and the title screen and everything. So when it came into sort of the the more kind of 16-bit pixel art, I was a wee bit concerned at first because my concern was how well, given that you knew it was going to be from what I'd kind of picked up from you guys, it was going to be quite an emotional story. Um, I had concerns about how well the graphics could kind of convey that emotion. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think it's actually almost a testament to the, the the design and probably the story itself was that very quickly you actually stopped almost noticing the graphics and it actually became, it, it adds that real kind of charming sort of dreamlike quality to it. And for me, and I think it probably is largely probably why the, the story had such a large impact on us was that, uh, whilst you were playing it by having it in that graphical style it was taking me back to my own childhood almost in some respects and so there was kind of the way that the story goes which we'll get on to kind of had a, a bit more of um it so sort of had that extra impact again because you remember playing games that looked like that when you were well, yeah. what I was what that'd be what 90 so I was like 11. 11, 12-ish yeah. at the time and stuff. So, yeah, I, I thought they actually, in the end, really
1: kind of went hand in hand. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I just knew exactly what to expect because this was yeah. an RPG Maker game, so I didn't even think about it really. I did think about it picking up the Switch version that it looked even nicer on the old Switch, but hmm. I I just loved the graphics, and I loved, this, as Jim said, the, the details in the little the faces of the little pixel art hmm. characters. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, quickly fill in, fill in love with the different sprites. I think River this, is so cute, for example. Very the, well
0: done. I just, I just, there's a bit where they where he comes out of the cinema, where they're at the cinema yeah. together, yeah. and yeah. that it just, oh man, that's just like a kick in the guts. But you see, like the emotion in the in, in the scene, don't you? In the characters, yeah, yeah really well done. Really well, it, yeah. It's, it's You know,
3: we're, we're a podcast that covers modern and middle-aged games, and I think middle-aged games particularly are guilty for having those really dead character models, aren't they? You know, lifelike mm. and really well-rendered, but with zero emotion. We, we talked a little bit about... Although Until Dawn was a cracking game, um, technically it did have an element sometimes in the facial expressions of the dead eyes and everything. This when pixel art and not all pixel art is done well I, I i completely accept that and when it's not done well it can be very lifeless as well but mm. when it is done well like it is here and clearly a lot of love has gone into the design of the characters it's amazing how much emotion can be conveyed by not not a lot of pixels really and i don't know whether your brain fills in some of the gaps as well as to what Definitely. you would imagine going mm. on on the faces but There is something about the stories that these... And maybe there's a bit of nostalgia in there as well for us as well. I'm sure there is. But I do find myself kind of emotionally drawn into these worlds when, you know, if someone looked at, like, you know, my my lad looked at when I was playing it and said, oh, look, those graphics are terrible. How can you play a game like that? And I'm thinking, (laughs) these graphics are wonderful. Like, what can you not see?
1: Mm -hmm. And then he was grounded for a week or... I've not spoken to him since. In that <laughs> <article>. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in
3: the living outside somewhere. I don't know where he is. <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Sounds good. So, should we get into the story? Yes. Yes. So this is what this is all about. We're not going to go. Beat by beat, as we uh, sometimes do, I think we just go for the broad strokes of the story and then speak about some of the different uh, points that we reach there. So if I jump too far, you know, in some of my jumps, just stop me and say that you want to talk about something in between there as well. But uh, Eva and Neil are called out to um, to Johnny, who is dying, and uh, I think his uh, housekeeper—I forget her name right now. Lily? Uh, Lily, Lily, it's, it's yeah, one, Lily, uh, Lily, yes. Uh, who, yeah. who, who greets you, and she's got her two kids there as well, playing a beautiful little tune on the piano when you when you enter the mansion. Actually, you start out by uh, trying to avoid killing a squirrel and uh, instead end up hitting a tree with your um, with your car, and that uh, actually that that means something in the story, but you don't know till the very end because uh, roadkill ha- has a, b- a special meaning in this uh, in this story. <laughs> um but the, we get to the mansion Johnny is there he the doctor there's a doctor there as well says he's got about two days left to live and his final wish was to go to the moon so you set up your equipment you need to uh, travel through his memories you need to find some stuff that will uh, tie to the tie tie you to the first memory you have to find that in the real world and then when you find that you can you can kind of like put on this VR helmet and then Eve and um, No Eva and uh, Neil will send their own personas into his memories, where they can experience or see what he's been seeing, and uh, find new anchor points. What do you want to call them? Anchor items that will lead to all the memories. Yeah, the links way they,
3: aren't they between yeah. memories? that mm. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to go back to the earliest possible time they can to implant this.
1: Yes, and I, I was wondering, why do we need to go to the earliest possible time? They just need to go to the point in time where they think it would be natural to put in a, an urge to go to the moon, but maybe that's, that's what they want, really. They want to go all the way back and put in an urge to go to the moon when he's a very, very small boy, Yeah. so that, that it will build naturally through his
3: life.
0: That's it. Johnny wants to go to the moon, but he doesn't know why. No, exactly. Well He doesn't. So he he, he doesn't, doesn't know why, really want to go, does he? He's just no, a bit it, like, it, well... No, he does want to go to the moon, but he he doesn't know why. And so you go back through his memories to establish um, uh, what what the motivation was for for wanting to go to the moon. Because I don't think he remembers why he wants to go to the
1: moon. In the very first memory jump, we see Johnny... Maybe just a few weeks earlier, standing uh, at the lighthouse. There's a lighthouse just next to their, their, their mansion there, standing at the lighthouse. And you ask him why he wants to go to the moon. He doesn't know. He just knows that he has a burning wish to go to the moon. He really wants to go to the moon. And that's why you need to go further and further back to figure out why does he want to go to the moon and then alter his memory so he can actually get there. And, and what do we
3: think about this idea? I mean, it's of, of what, because this comes out actually in the first, um the, the first mini so that there is protesters about mm. what the sigmund corp do and and these are paying customers so johnny has bought this service so it's not like it's being done to him he wants this to be done mm. we're, we're there is obviously an ethical question and maybe we ought to circle back to it again when yep. we talk about the end of the story but I, I don't know. It's one of the first things that kind of when I was, when they're describing about what this does and what the Sigmund Corp do it's like, oh, how do we feel about this concept of changing someone's memories before they die? So I kind of,
1: because I'm not a religious guy, I I see death as the end. There's nothing else there. And it's only your memories that that are being altered, so so be it. No harm done. No harm done, really, yeah, but doing oh, yeah. that to somebody who wasn't about to die would be horrible mm. and very unethical, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I saw it more as rather than Because, you know they're they're about to die, you're not necessarily altering their memories as such as you're giving them a glimpse of another path that their life could have taken,
3: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was it's it. I mean is going to be using those memories,
0: no it's
4: the final few moments of their life where they've spent 99% of their life with the memories of the experiences that they've actually had. And for a brief period, it allows you to fill in all those, or in this case, one, what if. And for Mm. that, you know, whether that's the case that, you know, if that's, and I guess, as I understand it, you're none the wiser either. So it's not like you are aware or... That there was other parts of your life that you now can't recall. So it's not like when in his final breaths, it's not like you are not able to recall the other parts you'd like to recall because you're not aware of those anymore. Um, no, and you've and you've had. And that's the like, big question uh, for later on. <laughs> yes, so you've had. You know, they've mm. you've you've been able to enjoy those memories for. The, your actual life experiences you've been able to enjoy those for the longest you've, you've enjoyed those your entire life and so for you know a few short hours or days then you get to experience some new ones um but
2: or, i guess the big not. question
4: is at what cost well yeah that's
0: it yeah these yeah they're pretty much miserable aren't they well, not miserable but there's there's a lot of sadness in there in the memories that they've created together in their actual lives
3: yeah oh yeah yeah but there's a lot of happiness as well and this is we will come back to this and talk about yes. what, uh, and what andy's just said uh, is so key like at what cost mm, yeah and, uh, this i, I don't want to hyperbolize here but like this game this, this story has actually i don't know like it's changed the way i look at elements of my life for sure and i will I'll come as we the story goes on, I'll expand a little bit more upon that. But when I start when I started playing it, and I think it's Eva describes it right at the start. She's describing to either the doctor or Lily about what they do. And what she says is something along the lines of, Imagine that burning desire we all had as children, whether it was to be a fireman or an astronaut, is we've all done it at some point. We've all said, Oh yeah, when I grow up, I'm gonna be in Sir grand thing. And then there's you know, a footballer. My, my you know, my lads going through this now. Whereas, you know, when we're really young, yeah, I want to be a footballer. I'm going to be a professional footballer. And as you get older, you start to realise that that is impossible, You know, mm. and your dreams change and your ambitions change and they become a little bit more realistic. She says to Lily, like, imagine taking that fire that children have when they say, "When I grow up, I want to be X," and it never dissipates. And you go for it so hard and so fast that's what they do in the memories that is the through line they keep that burn and fire go so in the memories they've realized what they wanted to achieve because that flame never fades and never goes out which is awesome I think that's, and, that's, and that is amazing yeah. like because yeah. it is the human condition that we do that we we check our dreams, don't we? You know, our dreams, we realise that certain things just aren't possible because of circumstances. That's, that. you know, uh, when we're five, anything's possible. When yeah. we're 15, not everything's possible by that point. And, like, it's imagine if that five-year-old, your five-year-old self never, ever, ever let it go. I, and that really spoke to me. And I was like, wow, like that. It's amazing because I'm watching my son going through it now. He realizes now he's not going to be a Premier League footballer. He can't; doesn't have the talent. Like, and he's starting to realize like that dream will never come true. So he's like, "Well, you know, maybe I can be a football commentator, or maybe I can be a football journalist." And his dreams are coming down. And yeah, when he realizes with the gifts he's been given, like what's possible, and it just really, really spoke to me. And so I was like, "Yeah, this is great. Like this machine is brilliant. Like, why would you not at the moment of death? Why would you not want to have experienced all your dreams?" And that's how I kind of went into the start of this game. Mm. I haven't played the start, and that changed a lot. Yes, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's
4: actually a really good point because I find myself a lot of the time through this game doing something similar. Where I was, I played through this game over two nights, and I probably had like. Not a superficial playthrough of it, but I just played through it, like I say, about two, two two-hour sessions or two-and-a-half-hour sessions, something like that. Um, I played it in the same way that probably do with a lot of other games, Mads, but I sort of really kind of role-played this one where I did very little additional exploration. So if it got to a point in the story where, for example, they said go downstairs and speak to somebody I went downstairs and spoke to that person I didn't go off yeah. and have a look around to see what was around and about I thought well if I was doing this for real then mm. that it wouldn't be natural to go off and st- start picking books off somebody's shelf while there's somebody waiting downstairs to go and for me to go and speak to or whatever so I kind of played through it, it that was sort of the, my, my approach to the actual thing but I, I kept finding myself drifting off as you say and just by the way, the story, the way that the sort of the, the themes of the game, I kept finding myself just drifting off and thinking exactly as you say, thinking about my own life and other people I know mm-hmm. and everything as well, and really just kind of going off on a bit of a, almost getting lost in a little bit of a daydream, and then yeah. I'd have to sort of like come mm-hmm. back and sort of force myself to sort of pick back up again, and then I would again I would drift off again. It's a, it's yeah. there's not many games that I kind of normally when I'm playing a game I really get sucked into it and into the world that. Yeah. I'm playing, but this one wasn't. I was sort of, I was as much in my own world as I was in yeah. that world.
3: Yeah, yeah. The power of a story, man. Mm,
4: Very much so. But yeah. there's not. It's not often that many stories cause you, you to reflect on your yourself and your own no. life so much. You normally get much very more few. kind of invested in that story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a game as well. In 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 this media that we all enjoy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's-
1: Yeah. I find that is pretty much like reading a good book. You you do the same. You stop and and reflect. You won't just go all the way through it in one, one fell swoop. Yeah. Okay. So let's continue with the, with the story a bit. Um, we travel through Johnny's memories. We try, we know nothing at the beginning apart from the fact that he's lost his wife, I think two years earlier because she was ill. Um, and then we travel. Backwards through his memories, we so we start by just seeing him outside the mansion, maybe a few weeks before, and then we go back more longer back in time. We meet um, River, his wife, who's dying and doesn't want him to spend money on uh, on her care. He wants him to spend the money on finishing the house instead, so that he can take care of. Does he she say her or
3: it? And I, yeah, I forget. Yeah, she does. She does. Yeah, she personifies it, doesn't she? She says yeah. Uh, mm.
1: Yeah, so uh, he needs to take care of her. We don't really know who her is yet. We go further back and we find out that uh, her is actually the lighthouse because uh, River, his wife, um, is kind of special. She she she's got uh, autism, maybe Asperger's, something along those lines. We figure that out gradually while we while we go down well backwards in time. We see. Uh, conversations between Johnny and his neighbors, for example, or friends, and uh, they're talking about River as if there is something wrong, and River is um, distraught, she's uh, depressed, there's something... So it is kind of a, like you said, Jim, it's a sad story and a lot of sad memories because this is a tale of a marriage that was... I mean, there's, there's clearly a lot of love there. But mm. at, in the same time, it's not a happy marriage because she isn't happy. River isn't happy, and and Johnny can't figure out why or how to make her happy, and she keeps making these uh, origami uh, rabbits to show him, mm. and and asks her, asks him to describe it to him to her, uh, and we don't know why yet. But that'll become apparent later and on. And the
0: the, um, the the platypus as well, isn't it?
1: And the platypus yeah, carries it around with that. Yeah. She, yeah, she's carry she carries that around all the time. Yeah. And That's we we it, go back. Interesting. To this,
3: yeah. Just to pick up on something you said, that you you said that she's unhappy. Like I don't know. Did you read it that way that she was unhappy? Yes. I read
1: it like she was depressed. That's what he talks with his friends about. He can't figure out what is going he can't, on with her. He doesn't her,
3: understand her, right? does he? And, no, yeah. exactly.
1: It, he, it, I read it as, as she was depressed, and that, that was also why she chose that she didn't want the health care. At the end, she wanted him to just take care of Anya. She'd given up on, on actually getting him to remember, which is what she got the impression that about. she was
4: a very sort of introverted person anyway. though, Even yep. when you see her when she's much younger, when she's just sat on the steps in the school reading a book and stuff, you, you get the impression mm. that's kind of when she's happiest anyway. So I don't think she was sort of ever a kind of, um, you know, maybe not somebody who was sort of overly ex- sort of, didn't really sort of uh, display her emotions that that clearly yeah. or express, no. you know.
3: She's autistic, wasn't she? And, and yeah, yeah, she's autistic. I mean, yep. she had the, um, the per- pervasive development disorder, which is a, yes. a branch of autism or certainly one of the umbrella terms for various autisms. It actually sent me on a bit of a rabbit hole, Mm. this, when we found out it's when the doctor, think, diagnoses it, doesn't it? One of the memories, she gets diagnosed with this PDD. And and what I found really beautiful about, and I don't know, I've watched a couple of interviews with Kangao, he doesn't appear. Uh, Mads, feel free to be selective about what you leave in on this, but I, I don't know what experience he has, of people with autism, I have very, very little. So it, it's difficult for me to really understand, you know, what it would be like to live with somebody with autism or mm. um, or to have it you know, yourself. But I felt like it was really sympathetically written to Johnny because he's very honest with... He confesses to his friends. He doesn't really understand... Why she's behaving the way she's behaving, like she cuts off her hair, and he doesn't really understand why she's done that, and why is she making all these rabbits? And she asks him questions, which he thinks are rhetorical, but they're not. Yeah. And she's asking mm. him genuine questions that she wants an answer to, and he doesn't, mm. and he never knows why she's behaving like that. He never, never knows because he he can't understand why the way her brain works. And if, but- for someone who's not autistic, and
0: I felt like I could relate to him. Like that, mm. yeah. But do you think it he is. does understand at the end when you get all the way back and you find out? Because no, the whole yeah. thing is that, so that she that, can't. That's the whole
1: thing that we'll get to in the end. He never gets to understand what's going no, on. No, because he it. doesn't. Never, because that's that's uh, that. the crime of Eva, that like what she does in the end. <laughs> so no, he, but, we can talk about just, that later on. There was definitely okay, a better yeah, ending.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like uh, yeah. and just 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 to close up on this point. I mean, it's like when. I think it's the it it's their female friend. So there's a couple, isn't it? Nicholas and and there's another lady who's also autistic as well, but she yep. talks about how she's she's an actress and she's managed to train herself to mm. behave in inverted commas normally so yes. she doesn't it doesn't come across in the same way as it does with River. But mm. she's when just before River dies, when Johnny's working on the house and he says to her, Oh, look, you know, we're gonna run out of money. We can't afford to finished the house and pay for a treatment, and I think she should have the treatment, so I'm, you know, we're going to do that. And she's saying, well, that's not what she wants. You need to listen to what she wants. And he's saying, well, what about me? Because I don't want to be left on my own. No. It's just a really honest human portrayal of someone who is facing this rest of his life without his long-term wife. And he's like, well, I don't want to be on my own. I don't want her to die, and I don't really care what she wants. Can't I have something my way? And I don't know, it just felt so human rather than him just be like, okay, well, you know, I'll give her what she wants. And mm. I don't know, I imagine that's how I would feel in that situation. It's so brilliantly written yeah. from a young guy. You know, Kangao was what, 23, 24 when he wrote this game. So Some depth of
0: human understanding. He's just oblivious, isn't he? She spends her whole life wanting him to remember that, that first meeting. And so yeah, and he or, has no idea. Nah, nope. No, it's so sad.
1: Yeah, But it is a sad story. And in the beginning, you definitely get that. Also, just with the, the piano tune that's, uh, that's being played. Yeah. It's a song that Johnny wrote to River. It's just called To River. And it's the same River, thing yeah. running all the time. It's very, very beautiful and very melancholic. Uh, so it, it's the setting is definitely one of a, of a sad story in the beginning. You go backwards in time, you see, as I see, it, at least River being unhappy, trying to to mm. communicate something that Johnny definitely isn't understanding, and Johnny being unhappy as well, or at least confused because he can see that there's something uh, going on with her, and he can't help her, and he doesn't understand what she's doing, but still he loves her and he he sticks with her, of course. But uh, h- him trying to go uh, to, to figure out what's what's going on, really, um, yeah, that that was. Very, very well written, but there's something else going on as well because there are some little clues being uh, put here, here and there as well with the uh, too much focus on Johnny being very, very um, fond of uh, pickled olives, for example, which mm. will play a role, mm. role <laughs> later on because there's a, another little subplot that uh, that that we'll get to at some point, but. We're going backwards in time, and uh, do we want to jump all the way to his uh, youth now, like his high school years, or is there yeah. anything in between you'd like to pick up on? There's lots going on in between. We we see the wedding, we see different things, but it's all the same story really. It's the story of of River, who loves Johnny but doesn't understand why he doesn't why why he doesn't respond to the things that she asks him. Uh, why he doesn't respond to the the origami uh,
3: rabbits, for example. Um yeah and their condition means that she can't just say why don't you remember that meeting that no. we had I mean that's yeah. I assume part of her autism which she can't just come out and say it You know, she's trying to show him but he's not reacting yeah exactly
1: but all the way back to his high school years that's where he thinks he meets River for the first time he can't explain to his friend why he's fond of her because everybody thinks she's weird. Uh his friend even says so that it's kind of weird that he likes her because I mean <laughs> is, is it because he he prefers the weird ones. It's it's kind of kind of <laughs> kind of strange. But uh he's attracted to to River. He wants to ask her out. That's uh, when they go to the the cinema for example like I you talked about uh yeah. Jim. But um this is this is their first meeting. That's what he thinks is their first meeting. And he, he gets, he actually gets up the nerve to invite her out. They go to the cinema and they, they start dating, of course. And then that leads into them being married and so on and so forth. But that isn't the truth, is it? Because that isn't their first meeting. And that's what uh, this is all about. Because when you go just slightly further back than his high school years, they, they stumble onto a, a black hole in his memories. There's something, something lost there. And something that's uh, it's something that even has uh, never experienced before. That's how I interpret it, anyway. They 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 don't know know what they're into here because the memories are always there as pictures, small environments they can they can walk around in. But here they just they they, they enter this this black hole. They don't know what's there and they don't know how to navigate it. And uh, that's when we get to the beta blockers that you mentioned. I think, Chris. Yep. Because uh, it's not only Andy who's been eating those. It's, uh, it's something that's <laughs> been force-fed to uh, to poor Johnny at some point in his life to forget something. So I had a little look at that myself. Um, had, had went down a rabbit hole as well. I think uh, Chris from our Discord forums sent us some some links. Uh, it, I, I don't think there's anything to actually back that up, that you should lose your memory by, <laughs> by eating too many beta bloggers unless you are a senile old person. But uh yeah. in this story, at least, eat a lot of beta blockers, and you will lose your memories, your
3: short-term, I guess, memories. Yeah, I think it's a, there's a bit of science fiction going on here, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I think yes. I think beta blockers can can impair short-term memory. I take beta blockers for headaches, prevention mm. for headaches, and yeah, I, I, I like to think that my, <laughs> my faculties are intact. But I think what we're talking about here is a huge. A huge dose of beta blocker mm. to essentially eradicate mm. an earlier traumatic memory, Yeah. and yeah. that does, damn, no medical expert from what I've read, that is not a recognised treatment for PTSD. Did you ask no. your wife about this, Andy?
4: No, I didn't. I can I can, I can easily do so, and uh, I'll I'll drop it into the comments as to uh, <laughs> what what her take on it is. I suspect it'll be exactly mm. what our take on it is as well. Is that there's a uh, very little. Maybe it's never been done before. Who knows? Maybe it's a
1: pioneering treatments. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one not huge completely... dose of beta blockers just stop your heart. Really, wouldn't just bring your heart rate right, all the way down.
3: They definitely there is there is a recognised side effect that it can, after prolonged use, it start yeah. to impair short term memory. So it's not it's not okay. complete the sky stuff. Okay, okay. But I think it's stretching it massively. Yeah.
1: Well, no worries. At least he got a lot of uh, beta blockers, and it wiped some memories away from him, uh, completely away from him. And and one of those memories is, of course, as we, as everybody would have guessed by now, meeting River earlier on. Um, But but another very important memory that uh, probably his his mother wanted to erase was that he had a twin brother, Joey, that his mom ran over ran over with their car at some point. So, uh, it was an accident, of course. She didn't kill him. Uh So, but, um, yeah, that's what she wanted him to, um, to forget. And, I mean, I had to stop at this point already because that, that was, uh, that was some tough, tough decision making on the mother's side there. I think <laughs> very, very much the wrong way of going up about, um, treating trauma, I think. But, uh, I, I guess it worked in some way for Johnny because, um, he didn't remember having his brother. He did uh, stick to eating those uh, peeled olives that he actually didn't like. That was his brother's favorite food. And
0: because um, of, the, sorry to interrupt, Matt. Because of that, initially I was, I thought it's just like a big plot twist, and we've been playing as Joey and not Johnny.
3: Uh, oh, that, that was it. the chat on Discord about that, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and I I thought oh, is is that the. Is there was, a big plot twist? But
4: no. yeah, there was lots and lots of um, threads on Reddit
1: about it as well, and uh, so he, he took some, on other stuff of his uh, brother's personality as well. I mean, uh, his love for the what was it? This animals, animorphs, animorphs yeah. yeah, animorphs cartoon as well.
3: Yeah, well, he uh, didn't and actually of course, know the,
1: anything about the animals when he was asked about it on the library later on, but but uh,
3: well, the biggest indicator of it. his mum calls him Joey. Yes, that's true. That's true. His mum called, because at a wedding, at his wedding, she says that she calls him Joey, and someone says, Why does she call you that? And he's like, Oh, my granddad was called Joey. But I've just realized that he, he would, not only would he have forgotten the memory of his, his brother's moment of death, mm. he, in his mind, he never had
2: a brother. A yes, brother. So yes. he
3: wouldn't know why his mum was calling him Joey. No, nope. that's why he thinks it's just after his granddad. But what so, so so
1: the, the thought experiment is here that the beta bloggers would actually have blocked out his entire
3: childhood. Because yeah, before that point. Yeah. How do you explain then the pickled olives things? Because there is a scene, one of the memories later, it's, he's talking to Joey about it. Joey's saying, oh, these are brilliant. And he said, oh, no, I really don't like them. Like I was reading that as, oh, it's almost like his tribute to Joey was that he then discovered the taste for pickled olives. But that can't be the case. Like, uh,
1: why? I think subconsciously that is just the case. I mean, that is his way mm. of somehow remembering Joey. He 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 picks up these animorphs or whatever uh, cartoon. He, he wants to to read those, even though he doesn't like them. And he the same with the uh, the pickled olives. Okay. So that's just fragments of his of his memories.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Is that how you guys seen it as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. There's something in it though. Yeah. But should we just go to
1: the fair then? Because what happens just before... Joey is killed, and uh, of course he can't remember this because all of the, all of his memories have been uh, erased by those beta bloggers. Is that he's at a, at a fair and he meets um, he wins this toy platypus by the way, and he meets River uh, and talks to her and they they go up and watch the stars and he gives her the platypus, and the, I guess even though they are small kids, we can say we can say that they fall in love at this point and they uh, they decide to meet up. Soon again, and if they get lost, they're looking up at the moon, they, they decide that they'll, uh, River says that they can reconvene on the moon, I think, or maybe it's Johnny who says that. And it's River. Of course. It's River, yeah. Of course, at this point in time, we know why he wants to go to the moon. It's it's simply because he misses River and, and nothing else. And I was completely in tears at this point. That was yeah. uh, such a beautifully yeah. built up part of the story. We've been wondering for hours now, why does he want to go to the moon? And what it's all sad with this whole, there's definitely a lot of love there, but it's uh, kind of a soft story with the whole uh, River and Johnny uh, story yeah.
0: through the years. And, and then we also see, don't we, the, the The lighthouse thing is explained at this point as well. And yeah. River yeah. sees, the they, they're sort of stargazing and River mm. sees the stars. as as lighthouses and she sees herself as a lighthouse and so then transcribes that she when she's gone she doesn't want these these lighthouses to be lonely which is why she's so keen on johnny sort of looking after the lighthouse
1: and she has the the origami bunny there as well they make yes. up a star sign, I think. That looks well, she, like
3: a, they make yeah. One of the con- they they yeah. It's like looking at clouds, isn't it? They yeah, imagine exactly. that the layout, the position of the stars as a with the moon was a was a bunny. It's really sweet, you know. And mm. and things like Johnny's infatuated by her difference, and she because when they tell each other what their names are, and he says, "Oh, my name is everyone has my name. It's John," mm. and she says, "Well, what's wrong with that?" Why is, does that matter if you're the same as everyone else? And she says, like, You can still be beautiful even though you're the same. And again, it's, a, it's just a simple way of expressing things so beautifully. Mm. Like, I, yeah, this bit really, really got me. Like, and then the song plays, doesn't it? And uh, yeah, the, and the tragedy of knowing that Johnny is about to die and he can't remember any of this stuff. And yeah, yeah oh God, yeah, my. Yeah, I was gone, and even the second time through, it, it this bit got me, and was on holiday sitting around with all the family. <laughs> so I was like, are you crying, Dad? <laughs> no, no. <Nope. laughs> it is. It's be, but it's it's beautiful as well. Like yeah, it, is it is sad, yeah. but it's yes, it is. really it beautiful.
1: Is. Mm. Really well told, and and, and so, such so a good good setup of the mood there at that point in time. It's it's really really nice. And of course, what we all hoped for for when we we realized this was that these guys would fix the hole in his memories so that he would remember why he wanted to go to the moon. Not that he had gone to the moon, but why he wanted to go to the moon and could die happy knowing that now finally why River was uh, struggling and and so on and knowing that he met her later uh, early on and knowing that he had a brother. But uh, no, that's not what's going to happen, is
3: it? I love the scenes where they're trying to convince him that he wants to go to the moon.
2: Yes. Like,
3: <laughs> where they where they change the poster in the cinema and he walks on and he's like, oh, that wasn't there before. <laughs> and where yeah. where Neil gives that speech to them in school about why the moon is great. And he's like, so do you want to go to the moon now? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, the motivation to go to the moon is River... And rivers yes. in his life, so
0: yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but that's actually that
3: happens before
1: the big reveal, I mean the whole them trying to tell him how that he wants to go to the moon they they go to the gap in the memories, right, and then if they think they can't go further, so they start trying to put in the memories of wanting to go to the moon after the gap in his memories, but they, that mm-hmm. doesn't stick, it doesn't no, stick, th- so they need I to go back further, right
3: it is yeah, before I think... I think it is before isn't it before.
0: No, no, isn't then that's no. why they have to go further.
1: Yeah, back. that's why they have to go further back. They try to to inject these memories, but it doesn't work. So they have to go yeah, further back. And then there's the big reveal of oh, this is why he wants to go to the moon. He doesn't really yeah. want to go to the moon. He just wants, he just wants River mm. back. Yeah. yeah, and I think he
3: get a bright idea. Yeah,
0: I think it's a football, isn't it? Isn't it? You find a football, and that's what sort of triggers. Because yeah, Joey's, Joey's chasing a football, isn't he, when he mm. gets run over? And I think yep. that's what sort of... Sends no, it's, down it's, the sm- it. it's the
3: smell of the roadkill, isn't it? That's what triggers it. That's what yep. opens up the memory. You have to go and get the scent of the dead squirrel from mm. um, the present. And that's where you find, if if you find it, the painkillers in the car that roll out the car, which is yep. part yep. of the overarching... Story which goes into the later games that Neil mm. Neil is addicted to painkillers, um, yeah. but if yeah, and that's why he's acting all weird in the house because he knows Eva's about to go and find that. But she has to go and get the scent of the roadkill to bring it back because that limbic system in Johnny's brain, although he's very close to death at this point, that would still trigger the smell I would see. trigger the memory. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they can go further back. And then they, when they have this big reveal, I, I think we all. Uh, hoped for at least that they would not try to keep trying to inject those memories of him wanting to go to the moon because now they knew that he didn't actually want to. It Mm. was something else that he wanted. But uh, Eva is very, uh, she, she, she walks the straight and narrow. So the contract says that uh, she needed to get him to the moon. So she's going to get him to the moon and Neil isn't having any of that. He doesn't want that to happen, but uh, Eva just uh, does it by herself and Neil has to play this little mini game where we get to chase around the Zambivas because she's putting in traps so he can't uh, stop her from altering all of Johnny's memories and making him go to the moon. And uh, h- how did you feel about this section? I-, I found it very, very frantic, actually, because I, I didn't really want it to be... I- I'm not sure I wanted the gameplay to be like it was. I, I find wanted it quite, just yeah, more of the narrative.
4: It jarring. I, I just didn't, I,
1: I didn't like it. Mm. But I think it actually worked on some level because I was so angry with Eva at this point in time that chasing after her and trying to get past all of those zombies actually added to the whole atmosphere. and definitely added some adrenaline because I wanted to stop her. I, I hoped that it was possible to stop her. So... It, it made me at least try to get through that area as quickly as possible and feel that the San were actually a, an obstacle that I had to get past. You didn't That's get
0: that? No, I didn't. I, it's probably okay. how you interpret the situation then, I suppose, in as much as how – because uh, I suppose we haven't really sort of discussed the two characters, but – I, I really didn't like him at the start, especially Neil, really didn't yeah. like him with this, the this yeah. banter between the two characters. I got no time for it. By the by, the end of the story, I really liked him. Yeah. See, it's As, funny, you the, sort of find out more and more. But This is what I was talking about earlier with the tone of the game, you know,
3: the tone of the conversation that like, you know, you've got this pretty serious, melancholy, and maybe it's a good thing. You've got this very serious, very melancholy story. And then, the banter between those two is really annoying, particularly at the start of the game. Mm. Like, And he, in fact, he does these, like, Hadoukens, you know, when you're yes. getting the links and... Very,
1: very silly. It's mm. just so
3: really weird.
1: <laughs> I think yeah. it, was, it was particularly Neil who was weird, right? All the way through. Yeah. Very, yes. very childish for a grown man doing this job, extremely childish, and Eva trying to actually just do the right thing and, and uh, be respectful. And I found him very jarring as well to begin with. And I don't think I really appreciated him before the very end, actually.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, want, I wanted Johnny to have the experience of going to the moon. And so I, really, I quite disliked Neil for, for trying to stop Ava from, from making that happen. You, you wanted him
1: to have the experience of going to the moon even after you found out that he didn't want to? But he did want to go to the moon. Oh, he wanted to see River again. That's that's
0: yeah. Because they'd arranged that was he they'd arranged to meet on the moon. So that's why he wanted to go to the moon. So he did want to go to the moon because he'd okay, arranged meet. Okay. But he
3: didn't need River, to go yeah. to the moon because he had her in his life. And did you realize? Did you guys realize that that's what Eva was trying to do? Was essentially eradicate River from his memories? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I did the first time. That's that's why I was
1: hunting her so ferociously. I wanted to stop her. <laughs> stop. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I don't think I I, can, I hear what you say, Matt. I think the gameplay. I hear what you say. I think it 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 does the second time through. I actually appreciated it a bit more because I knew what was going on and why he put that section of gameplay in. But I also. I also agree with Andy, particularly on the first time. So I actually really hated this section and the whole zombie Eva thing's
0: stupid. Mm. Um, and then but you I can see...
3: appreciate it more from the second time.
0: And then okay. you see in one of the minisodes, don't you? How how it made Eva feel? Yeah, mm. yeah. Which was a nice little touch, I thought.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The minisodes are actually really good at fleshing out the two characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. are no, indeed. Now, I definitely, I definitely hated Eva for altering his memories at all. After this, she should just have uh, bridged the gap that the beta bloggers had made so that he could actually finally see with clarity what was going on and what has been happening in his life and remember his brother and and all of those things. But uh, no, she alters his memories completely, Uh, makes (laughs) it so that his she, she decides as if she's some kind of God that his brother is more important than, uh, his, the love of his life. So his brother is more important than River. So she kills off River from him, from his memories and then add Joey back instead. So Joey is now, uh, Johnny's little cheerleader cheering him on to become an astronaut and, and so on and so forth. And in the end, he goes to the moon, but just before he goes to the moon, a new astronaut joins the team and It's River. Yeah. How how she all of a sudden got to be there? I've got no idea. But the the end credits sees them uh, flying to the moon, holding hands. So um,
0: she was training to be an astronaut to go to the moon to meet Johnny.
3: Yeah. That that's yeah. That was Eva's plan. Eva's plan was if she moved River away, River would have the same desire as Johnny. Although, yeah, I mean, it's obviously all in Johnny's head. The yeah, exactly. Where is the River? Moon. This is just Johnny's head. I mean, it's like, that, that would Rivers, <laughs> River's got this kind of, yeah, this conscious, conscious <laughs> desire to go to the moon as well. But I think that's the idea, isn't it? That River wanted to go to the moon to to see Johnny again. So it's, mm. yeah. I, I so mean, she was hoping for that to happen. A little bit cloying, perhaps. This that bit. was
1: very, very far-fetched. Very, very far-fetched. Yeah, sick, but the... It was a happy ending, I guess, not the ending I wanted, but uh, that's a good thing because that just means I spent so many weeks thinking about this story, thinking about how I think some of the parts were wrong and some were really good. And it's this is definitely a game. I don't think we've seen that much uh, discussion on our Discord forum on one little game ever. So many uh, yeah, feelings and, and different theories about what's going on. And talking about the guys from Discord... Let's have a clip from one of them. I think we'll start with uh, Mitsuyama.
2: Hey everyone, this is Stephen, aka Mitsuyama on Discord, with some thoughts on To The Moon. The first point I want to cover is whether this is a game. In my opinion, it's not. The gameplay elements that are here, and I'm thinking specifically about the tile-flipping puzzles, feel tacked on and add nothing to the game. The horse riding section and the bit in the school corridor when you have to avoid objects towards the end of the game didn't feel right to me, Mainly, I think, due to the janky controls. I just wish that the designer had had the courage to remove these. So, if it's not a game, is it at least interactive fiction? Again, I don't think so. The player has no control over the plot direction or character development. The player is here just to experience the story as the author intended. Any actions that the player takes are little more than turning the page of a book to advance the plot. Even though I don't think it's a game, I'll still be referring to it as a game in this piece just to avoid the verbal gymnastics that come from calling it something else. With no gameplay to speak of, this game must rely on the story and presentation, and this is where it excels. The graphics and music are both beautiful, but the story is the real star. Telling the story in reverse to reveal Johnny's background is nothing new, but it works well here in the context of uncovering his memories. The story is well paced and packs an emotional punch. Elements of the story are open to interpretation, and I certainly came up with some wild speculation on the Discord chat that I'm not going to repeat here. However, the writing is not perfect. I found the dialogue between Eva and Neil was strained at best. The attempts at humour often fell flat and seemed out of place in a game like this. The plot relies on two key points. One, that strong beta blockers made Johnny completely forget everything up to his brother's death. And two, that River's autism prevented her from directly confronting Johnny about why he does not remember their first meeting. I'm not an expert on either of these subjects, but I found that these points were a little jarring. These are all very minor complaints, and I recommend that everybody give this game a go. Using an RPG engine to tell the story, rather than the more usual first-person walking simulator type engine, is an unusual choice, but one that works really well. I want to end by thanking Mads for picking the game. This is not something I would have normally chosen to play, but I'm glad I did. And by thanking the rest of the guys for their work on the podcast. Catch you all next time.
1: So that was uh, Mitsuyama. Thanks a lot for your clip, mate. It's always nice when we get these listener clips, and we have one more for for later on as well. So, guys, the ending. How did you feel about it, Chris?
3: Well, I said earlier that I was really pumped about this idea of being able to realise in that moment before death that, you know, all your dreams that you had when you were a child have come true. But actually, by the end of it, and given what had happened with Johnny and where he's left, he's okay, you know, by fortune maybe. He still has a memory of a life with River and presumably after going to the moon, they came back down nice and safely and spent the rest of their days and it may have played out pretty much like the rest of his life but he's still, there are memories there that lovely first meeting which he doesn't have and he has this weird memory of his brother who died who wasn't really real, I mean is that a good thing I was like well I don't know, would I You know, I lost a brother quite young and it's like, I don't know whether I would want, I don't know because if you were there and you'd had memories and that weren't real. You wouldn't know they weren't real, but actually I wouldn't want any of my memories of my life changed, even if they were potentially better ones. If I'd have become Liverpool's number nine and the next (laughs) Ian Rush and all the things I (laughs) dreamed of when I was a kid, I wouldn't give up what I have now with, you know, my wife and my children I wouldn't want to give up. I wouldn't want to die without the memory of these amazing things that have happened to me, even though, you know, objectively, they're perhaps a little bit more mundane than what my dreams were. And it actually kind of really got me thinking, and I was reflecting on this the second time to I played, which I, I think sometimes, you know, we all sometimes wish that things were different in some ways, but actually we all have things that we ought to be very proud of and we ought to be really happy with. And actually just made me think this is actually I'm very, very happy and I'm very content and I'm re- I wouldn't change a thing. And it did. I mean it did make me think actually I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything about my life. And I wouldn't want anything I wouldn't want my experiences or my memory of my experiences to be any different. Because you know, life has its ups and downs. Of course, it does. But they're mine, and I wouldn't want that to change. Not for any money in the world would I pay for anything to change.
1: I actually, now, felt quite our, quite our past and therefore our memories are definitely what defines us as human beings. So, yeah, for so sure. You, well, that's you can't all we just are. are right? Take that away.
3: Yeah. I mean, all we are is a bunch. You know, by the time we die, all we are is what we've experienced and what we've perceived. That's all we have. And that's why I think this
1: story has two huge things it wants you to think about. One is the decision made by the mother to clear her child's memory to prevent some kind of trauma, I guess. And the other is Johnny's decision to alter his memory or... Maybe Sigmund Corp's uh, yeah. <laughs> decision to actually offer this service. Is that okay? And, or isn't it? Yeah. So I, I think for me, who I've actually got three kids who are going through a lot of trauma and that's been for 11 years now. If, I, would I choose to, to just to, to erase that? I definitely would years back, mm-hmm. but th- later on, I mean, when they get through it, no, they, that's part of what forms them as human beings. Could I save them some of the, the pain they're going through right now? And by, by giving them a lot of beta bloggers, I probably would have, but I would have been doing something wrong mm. because we are what we experience and we need to live through that. That's what defines us as human beings.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah.
1: And the same with the altering your own memories by buying the service from, from Sigmund Corp there. They should have undone the damage done by the mother if you ask me that's that's what he actually wanted done that's what they should have done uh the other thing even though i i know i started out an hour and a half ago by saying that yeah he's dying in a in a few seconds so why why not just uh just erase what he has been and make him something else and let him die with a smile on his face but it, it's just it's just not moral is it i mean we are what we have experienced and they, he would die a different man. And is that, is that right? I'm not sure. I think the only difference of one of the
4: arguments for them is the, the sense that obviously it's not physically altering anything in the sense that when he's already in a coma and that when he Mm. goes, his experiences and the impact he's had on the world and everybody else's memory of him is completely unaltered. So in yeah. terms of like the, food, yeah. the yeah. footprint yeah. that he lives on the world, leaves on the world is completely unaltered. Yeah. Um, True. There was also, I mean, he himself said that uh, he kind of, I think he was, he referenced it very explicitly a couple of times. He was, you know, he very much has said that, you know, he wants to be selfish and he wants to do something for himself. And why can't he do something for himself? And, and, Again, it, again, it'd be very. I, I, I think I would struggle with the concept more if it was the case that yeah, it was and being you were done to you were, him. Yeah, and also, and also, Mads, you were saying this earlier is that you know, kind of, I suppose it, it very much depends on what your your views are on religion or what your views are on sort of what your beliefs are with regards to the the afterlife. Full stop. But you were saying, Mads, that you believe that once you are gone, that's it. You've you've got your time on your on the planet, and. And I I think I'm probably saying very similar to that, to be honest. So I think it would be different if it was the case that if if he was leaving his wife behind, that might be quite different. But in the sense that because she's gone and it's just him that's left and he's lonely, um, does it make a difference what he then thinks or feels for those final few hours from the point of view that she's gone? And so nothing that he does think or feel will change her memory of him, or her mm. experience with him, They're, though you know that ship has sailed. Unfortunately, they 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 will no, they, no matter how much longer he lives for, they will know they will have no more shared experiences. So, in some respects, it doesn't make a difference how he lives his life um, from the point of view that it doesn't alter her memory of him. Um, no, you're but, right, of course. Huh? But ultimately, it's. for me it comes down to when you take your final breath who knows what that ultimately means and what you ultimately see at that moment and I would like to think that like you were just saying that all of my life experiences there's almost a moment where you get to almost feel those kind of condensed into one kind of one you know who who don't know how long that moment actually lasts I don't but what I would not want to lose any of the sort of the good or bad experiences I've had. Um and it's, it's funny, I see that I think again when we're talking about it, you know, there's there's a lot of parallels of this game. Like so my childhood dream my dream even right now is to be an astronaut. I absolutely, I would I would if I had my grandmother left, I would sell her to become an astronaut. <laughs> but um the uh at the same time, you do sometimes I mean you've seen adverts when you sometimes see these news articles and stuff. And so if you were to ask me like, what's your dream? If you could be anything, what would you be? I could tell you just in a, with like a moment's hesitation, an astronaut, definitely. Just like I, I think that the experiences these guys have had is um, well, it's second to none. The, to me, there's nothing that could compare to that. But the flip side to that is you, you think, right, well, well, what are the actual practicalities of this? And I think, like, in my current situation, would I be prepared to sit on top of a rocket that's about to launch, and think right. If this goes wrong, and I snuff it at this point in time right now, am I okay with that? And would I be satisfied? Or likewise, you see when they're advertising for these training missions to Mars, etc. And you know, the, you'll see, you know, the kind of either one-way missions or kind of you know, effectively being away from your family for three years or something. You think right? If somebody came and knocked on your door tomorrow and said great news we heard you were interested in being an astronaut we've got an opening on the mars program tomorrow all you have to do is leave your family behind for 3 years do you want to come with us you'd be like no i don't and so sometimes like sometimes, i think you need to you need to have dreams for that very reason is that you don't you, you don't want them to become true because it's that's not what it's about it's about the, the, there's something in i think in the the sort of the, the makeup of being a human that, no matter what you've got, you've, you're always going to kind of have a desire for something, whether it's whether it's for more of something, less of something, whatever it may be. That's just it's uh, healthy, right? I mean, that's it part is. Of I think it. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I think it's just the way that our our, our minds work. But um, I, I think it's,
0: I, I, I you know, it's what it's what drives you, isn't it? It's why you get out of bed in the morning. Well, it yeah. is. But then it's also to kind of extent. like
4: yeah it, it, yeah it, you get motivation you get inspiration from it but you also get some uh like a, a sense of uh contentment as well from sometimes saying, well like you were saying chris you think i'm i'm not going to be that uh, or i'm not going to get that but i've got this and that is amazing and mm-hmm. it's uh you you don't you know it'd be impossible because if, if if that came true you'd then like what then fills that void? And it's always you know something yeah. else, something else, something else. But um, yeah.
3: it's-, it's dead interesting. This idea of you know we we're sitting here having a conversation. It's been going on going on Discord and you know the Kane and Rinse podcast when they covered it a few years ago. They had the same conversation about is Sigmund Corp evil for what they're doing? Uh, it's a load of baloney, really, isn't it? Because these are people who are paying for a service mm. to be done. And as you've just said, Andy, you know, there's no, no one's, it doesn't change anything. We're no. not talking about changing, actually changing someone's life. We're talking about in that moment before death, their perception. And if Johnny wants to experience the thrill because he feels pretty hard done by, because River chose not to take the treatment to stay alive and, who were so, uh, we who will we to criticize Johnny for wanting that? And But then I I saw it. I want ri- to criticize it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to criticize him or the company? No, the company and the, the I
1: mean I want to criticize not the company but Eve uh especially for doing what she does still because she should have realized what he actually wanted and given him that instead. Yeah. The the mind alteration if he had said completely different story if he had said I want to be a clown in a circus because that's that I, that was my dream when I was a kid, and I want to forget all about my life. Fine, do that for the past last two three hours of your life, but but that wasn't what he wanted. He actually told them what he wanted, and they went back through his memories and figured out why he wanted that, and still they didn't give it to him. They gave him this other fantasy, fantasy instead. Mm. That's what, what drives me mad about that decision. If he had said, I, I want to be a, a clown juggling uh, discs in a, in a circus. That's what I want to have been doing with my entire life. Fine. Give him that. Because as Andy said, it's not going to change anything. And this guy is dying anyway. He's not going to wake up and you've destroyed him completely because he's now a mess and doesn't know where he is. So, so, so be it. Just also that. But, uh, they knew what he was actually after, what he was missing, and what would have made him happy, I guess, to know about. Yeah. But they didn't give him that. They they uh, they had to follow their contract to the letter instead.
3: Well, I, I mean, it, it goes like it. they took it literally, didn't they? And view yeah. was, we have to take it literally because we have to fulfill the contract. But yes. what Neil was saying is actually not the purpose behind it. We just leave it unchanged and it's fulfilled. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, but, it, nothing's black and white.
0: But do you mm, not exactly. see it, as so I see it as well, in that in fulfilling his wish, it enabled him to see that first memory of of him and River. And um, I like to think sort of helped him understand her a little bit that, more.
1: That didn't give him the first memory. Yeah. But no, it no, did. They removed, no, they removed River from his life until he meets her No, River no, he's... His, yeah. yeah,
0: but his first yeah. yeah his the first time that he met River was, was at was that fairground.
1: No, no, but he no. wouldn't have remembered that. He, he wouldn't remember that they they altered that. They, they, altered they gave his him a new memory. To, the first time he met River was on the As an astronaut going to the moon.
0: No, it wasn't. that. the first time that he met her was at the fairground.
1: It was but that's removed from his memory because she's just she's completely removed River up until that point in time where she's reintroduced and she the, the whole well, thing you know, was Jim, it was a gamble as well I,
0: I Jim might see, be right you know Mad. I didn't see it I saw it as that was so
1: they met between there's a discussion between Eva and Neil at some point where, Eva, where Neil is, is, is scolding her for removing River completely and just inserting Joey instead because it was a gamble that she was gambling that maybe, maybe uh, River will come back at this point in time, at at a later point in time in his in his life. And she he she did she did as an astronaut, but that was a gamble. And Eve even Eva even says that herself. She no, was hoping I, for this
3: to happen. But do you know the reason why I, I think, thought G, the reason why I think Jim might be right is that the the point at which River is taken away and you see River being removed, don't you? Was mm-hmm. from the school corridor where she's yeah. sitting on the step. He
0: never goes and asks her out. But that, he, at the, that's on, because at the she doesn't
3: bridge. She doesn't bridge the gap.
1: There's still black hole there, so he, he he doesn't have his earliest but memories.
0: No, they. So he,
1: he wouldn't remember any of that. She just removed her from the first point in time that he right now remembers.
0: No, because that, is, that is what she's Neil is
1: is is is, uh, is going on about.
0: Because he remembers giving her the rabbit from the fairground. They had that. They had that meeting where he gave her the rabbit, and she remembers that, and she still got this rabbit. Does, Does she? That and and that last the, the platypus? Uh, not the rabbit, sorry, the platypus. The platypus. Does she? she? Yeah, she's still got that platypus. And in the end, I think one of the the two kids get it. You know, the kids that are playing the piano, uh, yeah. Tommy and Sarah. They they yeah, end up with But that's the, a, that's the in the real life. That's in yeah, the real life. Yeah, but she raised. So I took it as Eva... Erased everything after that meeting. So when they have that meeting and they're they're looking up at the sky at the stars, and then uh Johnny's mum comes looking for him, and he and he goes off with Johnny's mum. Everything after that that point was was changed, changed in in Johnny's mind. Until until and and then of Joey never dies. Everything yeah. after after that point, I took it from.
3: I think you could because be right, the, Jim. The, where, yeah, Joey gets,
0: where Joey gets run over is after they meet at the fairground. That's right, yeah. And then mm-hmm. Joey never gets yeah. run over. So everything up to that point stays as it is. And then Joey gets run over or doesn't because Eva changes the memory. And then everything after that changes. John, Johnny never speaks to her on the stairs to ask her out on, on a date uh, because I think Joey wants to go to the gym or something can't remember what it is now <laughs> um and then they and then they never met again and the whole thing was eva says oh it's all right there'll be another river but there was never another river until johnny went to the moon because he had that 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 motivation to go to the moon eva had this uh, river river had the same motivation to go to the moon and then their paths crossed again yeah, Bond but there the there moon. is no river.
1: River has no nothing. She she's got no agency here at all. This is all Johnny's memories.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, so yeah. she
1: she was she was betting yeah. on the fact that subconsciously he would remember the we want to reconvene on the moon, and that would insert River at this point in yes. time. but it was a bet. She wouldn't. She wasn't yeah. sure that he would even remember her at all.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I, I I must until this moment I had thought like Mads. Mm that everything had been changed and that was his first meeting but I actually now Jim I actually think Jim's right I think that yeah. it would make sense of the way she was removed it makes more sense I think that he does remember now remember the first meeting okay so I was, I was certain that she
1: didn't like uh, bridge the gap in his memory she just altered whatever came after that I mean reinserted the uh, joey because uh, he subconsciously uh, remembered him anyway and then uh, removed river completely from the equation yeah. because she wanted to drive him to the moon yeah and then bet on the fact that subconsciously he would insert river himself when he got to the moon in some way
0: but it's it's awesome that the game makes us think about these things yeah. and view yeah. these Wonderful. things completely different yeah mm. yeah yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, but now, now you just made me look forward to playing it the second time even more, and I, I need to to actually see what happens in that that point.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think that is. um I haven't played it through twice. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's even something which I think even on the third playthrough I will get, because I think this yeah you know, is a story with layers, you know, and and there are yeah. there is real depth to it, and even the characters who were bloody annoying from the first. <laughs> first, certainly, first half of the game, maybe a bit more. There's even depth to them, and yeah, yeah. I love, I love that yeah. conversation where she says, "But there's always another river," and he's like, "No, no, there isn't." You know, she was the only one, and it's, you know, we've all experienced, you know, finding, you know, the 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 person who we, you know, we married and everything, and I think that is. You can't just say, "Look, there's always somebody else out there." You know, it just doesn't work like mm. that. And there's so many yeah. beautiful little touches like that. Such a yeah. wonderful story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So before we wrap up,
1: should we just listen to Morpin, who's been playing this game as well? He's got some some views on whether this is actually a game, for example. <laughs> and I think he agrees with us on many of his points. So let's listen to him here.
5: Hi. This is Moppin' with some thoughts on To the Moon. I began this game long, long ago, but never played more than 30 minutes, and I couldn't remember why, until I started it again for playthrough. The banter between the two protagonists, Eva and Neil, is just so off-putting that if I hadn't been playing along with everyone else on Discord, I would have given up again. Neil in particular is unprofessional to the point of being a caricature. So, we follow these memory specialists backwards through Johnny's memories in their search for why he asked for them to create a memory of him going to the moon. We learn a lot about Johnny's marriage to the autistic river as it becomes more troubled and she grows more distant. I enjoyed the simple puzzles between memories, in fact really enjoyed them as they became more complicated and required more study to solve in the minimum amount of moves. Some of Johnny's memories are missing, but Eva and Neil manage to recover them. They learn that Johnny and River met as children at a carnival, and, looking at the night sky, vowed to meet again on the moon, should they ever be separated. I'll admit that I had tears running down my face at this reveal. This scene is the standout moment in the game for me. But it isn't what I'll remember the most— Because now the game takes a turn. Apparently the company is obligated to fulfill Johnny's request of going to the moon to the letter, even though it was simply his subconscious desire to remember his first meeting with River and to be with her. So, Eva erases his memory of River completely. Their first date? Their marriage? their house? She fabricates a life with his twin brother, Joey, still alive, as a cheerleader for Johnny, who now grows up to be an astronaut. Johnny goes to NASA and, ooh, meets another young astronaut, River. The finale has them rocketing to the moon, holding hands in the shuttle. I cannot emphasize enough how completely, utterly evil Eva's solution is. She carried out Johnny's request but fully ignored the spirit of it and, in fact, I would say knowingly worked contrary to it. I enjoyed this game, enjoyed the music, enjoyed the discussion on Discord, but I don't know how I feel about To The Moon. Wiping someone's memories of a loved one they've lost, that you know they want to recover, just to dot some I's and cross some T's on a contract, deleting all those special moments. It's just immoral on a level I didn't expect just thinking about it makes me angry if I'm honest and uh, that's all I can say about to the moon
1: so well, that was Maupin, thanks a lot for your clip mate uh, guys I think it's about time we, we wrap this up we've been uh, waffling on for two hours as we usually do so it's, it's, it's time to, uh, to get the, the mini covered as well I guess Mm. Any any final words on the main game itself? I loved it. I would uh, recommend everybody go play it now. It's not going to waste a lot of your time, and it's a beautiful little story. So pick it up on Switch or Steam or where you can find it. It's been released for a lot of different platforms actually, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, and I, I think if you're listening, if you're listening close to when this comes out, it's on sale on GOG. I think like okay. a pound or yeah. something, like yeah. just over yeah. a quid, which yeah. is just criminal isn't it <laughs>
3: mm.
0: yeah, yeah. Buy, buy it twice for that
2: for that yeah. price yeah. yeah it's just an obscene <laughs> yeah likewise
3: <laughs> yeah like like we all I think we've all bought it twice yeah Andy
2: yeah. like, like yeah. yeah.
3: like, like yeah. yeah. not intentionally
0: in, in some know. <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's probably <laughs> yeah. worth pointing out that if you're playing the Switch version um, currently as we record this the minisodes aren't on the Switch version that's no, a shame I haven't
4: played those yeah. so that's a shame
0: yeah that is a
3: shame. I think it's a wonderful game I think well, I think it's a wonderful story yeah with mm, yeah the gamey elements Nah, nah I could completely take a leave. I would wish there I wish there was less game in inverted commas and more story that's why i i adored the story and look guys, there are sequels as well to this you know mm, this is yeah. part now part of a series which. You know, almost like an anthology series, there's an overarching um, story between Eva and Neil with each I think it's imposter factory and bird story, where yeah. there are different different characters who've wanted their memories changed. So um just at one point actually I wanted just to quickly get your views on before we wrap up. We all went into this, I think, with various expectations of a sad story you know this is going to be it's a tearjerker you know it's a, its going to be quite an emotional I certainly did and I think I might have probably sowed the seed with, with you guys if you didn't already know there is an element I think where you're kind of like if you know something's going to be emotional like you're waiting aren't you to feel you're waiting to feel emotional come on mm. when am I going to cry come on game give it give it to me <laughs> you know I'm waiting here I've got to got my handkerchief ready like I would have loved to have gone into this completely and totally blind to it, like not expecting anything. I would have loved to have just picked this up on day one without reading a review and thought, oh, what's this? And just played it because I think it would have absolutely knocked me for six. I think because I was expecting it to be sad and emotional, you almost kind of waiting for... For the moment where it really kind of hits you in the gut and it lessens the impact a little bit did you guys feel any of that
0: uh, maybe but I think as soon as you go into it it's you know you're, you're told aren't you that you're going to grant the wish of a dying person so you-
1: mm. yeah and the, the, the whole the music definitely sets the scene yeah. as well so yeah. You're, yeah. The you're, you're kind of there in that mood immediately so, so no I don't think it lessened it for me no yeah, I, I did expect a, f- a mile away that uh, when I finally figured out why he wanted to go to the moon, it would probably be a tearjerker. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, now
4: I find the uh, the which I didn't know about obviously was you obviously knew that the the story largely related to to him and his wife. But um, I got more upset about the parts the the part of the story with his brother. That was probably the one that kind of had more impact on me from the point of view that. You look at have I've got one brother, uh, very close in age, very close, full stop. And again, it was just if sort of, you just kept reflecting on the story, and you think, you know, what if this had happened in my life, and all you know, mm. kind of how would I have felt? And it's, uh, I, I, and I think because obviously I met my wife much later in life, and so I, I've only known my wife as an adult, whereas obviously I've known my brother. my my entire life but because of that you've got those those really innocent shared childhood memories which Mm. i I don't think there's any substitute for it's like what you're talking about there with you know with your boy like just in general where the the sort of the 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 innocence of youth really where you kind of your your memories or your your kind of your thoughts and your intentions and everything is so pure at that stage and i i can remember like some of the i can remember clear as day so the conversations i've had with my my brother when we were like five or six years old about what we were going to do and kind of what we liked and all these sort of grand plans and stuff that we had. So I, I find that part of the um, and I guess you know different parts. It, 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 there's a, probably a few things in that story that will relate to people in different ways and at different mm. times. I think. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a lovely story between um, him and his wife, but that, it wasn't the part that had the most emotional impact. It was more, I could say, that the um, yeah, yeah, mm. part with it. As I'm, well.
3: glad, I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't.
4: Yeah, cause, and it's good because that that yeah. was completely uh, because I didn't know that that was going to be in there or not and mm. uh, yeah and, and so that's maybe maybe I, like you say had I not known anything about the game then maybe the sort of the the, the the main plot beat would have been the one that had the most impact but because I kind of knew roughly that's kind of what what we would
3: be expecting then mm. it maybe lessened it slightly. I just wonder playing the sequels given that I think they are the same kind of thing which with different characters. I don't know whether it'll be like one, you know, to the well too many times. I don't know. Time will Possibly, tell. Possibly, yeah. Future mm. seasons of playthrough, perhaps we can. Uh, oh, because uh, yeah. we don't play sequels. Yes, we do, mate. So. <laughs> we do know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> In two games' time, exactly. Yes. Hmm. But yeah, so no, it was a
0: great. Wanna, it was, do we want to touch on the minisodes?
3: So do we want to touch on the minisodes? I mean, they're not. I wouldn't say they were essential, but they are. No. Nah. I found the second one particularly quite sad.
0: Yeah, I yes. think yep. they just give a bit more sort of background with the characters, like you said earlier on, I think, Chris. Yeah, I think the actual sort of, in the first episode, you just sort of move in between forwards yeah. and backwards in a party, aren't you? And it's- well, it, it tells you that there is public dissent, doesn't it?
3: Uh, there's a protest, it's Christmas and there's a protest mm. about what what St. Corp are doing.
0: Yeah. Um, I like that. the overarching story between the two episodes, but what well, you actually do in them isn't. Yeah.
1: yeah. They, they're they're two small, what, 20, 30 minutes yeah. minigames. Yeah. And they try to flesh out the story of both Sigmund Koff, or just a little low, because that's all we need to know is that there's a public outcry and uh, there's some demonstrations against what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. What it really does is it fleshes out Neil as a character. Um, I, I'm thinking that Neil is someone who's actually a bit autistic himself. That's, that was my uh, take on it, because he's he's very different from all the other guys. He, he doesn't attend the party; he has to be dragged down there, and yeah. uh, he doesn't want to be with other people. Really, the only one that she, he actually wants to be with is Eva. Is Eva, it's Eva yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. and uh, I think that's. I actually liked playing those little minisodes because it gave it gave Neil some kind of attachment to River and and kind of explains maybe why he was so fond of River and yeah. why he didn't want River to disappear from uh, or he didn't want that River the real River the River that was autistic or had Asperger's or whatever it's called uh, he he didn't want that River to disappear because he is. Kind of that river he, he is that person himself, yeah. so he didn't want her altered into some uh, super river that uh, is a spaceman and can go to the moon he, he wanted to to keep the real person there
3: so in this that, sec-
1: that's my takeaway from it at least
3: in the second one, the bit where she comes back to him, she comes back with her sister and yeah. basically has like a Christmas party with him mm. he's imagining that isn't he he's in the machine. He puts the machine on himself, and that is his in his all going on in his head, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that that was my guess as well. Yeah,
3: that's so sad. Like that, it is sad. (laughs) When the credits rolled on that, I was like, "Crikey, that is really bleak." I mean, he's Hmm. he's obviously so lonely that he, or so in love with Eva that he uses the machine to create this memory of a
0: Christmas where. She comes back
3: to yep. him. That's really sad, man.
0: Yeah, because I think yeah. in the first episode we see her drive away, don't we? And yeah, yep. and yeah, yep. yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, it'd be interesting. I mean, the future, the other, the sequels would be dead interesting to see, and how that you know, given the the stuff with the painkillers as well with Neil. Yeah, mm. there's there's definitely some depth there with those characters.
1: So when I have a first game in a series that I like as much as I do with this one. I actually never want to play the sequels because for, for somehow it it can only, like, uh, make the experience of the first one worse. It, it can't do anything good to it. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm exp- not sure I'm ever going to play them.
3: But the experience of the second one might be better. It could mm. be,
1: but I'm doubting it.
0: <laughs> Would you not like to see where the characters go? Because I think that's my sort of motivation for one into play the no i, to I to wouldn't actually i, th- I, I think
1: I've, my, my my mental image of where they are and how i interpret neil after those uh, final two i liked those final two mini shows yeah. because they did tell me a little bit extra and I, for me he told me as i said how how he was uh, feeling about river uh, that's enough i don't i don't need him to be fleshed out even more actually
0: okay interesting mm. there we go eh yeah, it was a great choice, Mads. Yeah. Another one that I would never in a million years have played. I'd never even heard of it until you picked it for season four. Yeah, so... I'm glad
1: you liked it. I was, I was kind of nervous, actually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's cracking. Gear. But
1: it seems to be a game that uh, pretty much everyone who played it with, along with us on Discord, uh, liked it, even though they disliked some of the more gamey elements like uh, like you guys did as well. So, <laughs> on, that, yeah. on that note, on the gamey elements...
0: How Give me more, so, I say.
4: How, how, how did you solve the puzzles? Was there a, what was the what was the knack to solving the puzzles? I could solve like there was quite a few that I got in the minimum time, with the minimum moves, mm. but without actually knowing
1: why. As such, I was just sort of eyeballing it. And yeah, yeah, it is. It, they are qu- quite simple logic puzzles, really. Yeah. So it, and they're they're only like four or five moves every time. So yeah. you can see all the moves if you just uh, squint a bit.
0: There was yeah. there was one that I had to check a guide for. And I think it okay. was, it was one with the, with the, front. no, there was, it was hard, Chris. There it it was, was, um, and if you, it was, I think there was some, but it was one with the purple flowers. And if you don't move mm. a diagonal column first, it throws everything out. And I, okay. I just couldn't wrap my head around it.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, I had I, the first uh, four or five of those. I, I thought they were just annoying. Just go away and give me my story. But then I figured, okay, I'm, I'm just, just going to do my best with these as well. And then I did all of the others in the minimum moves, because if you just sit there and look at it, it doesn't take too long,
3: actually. I was about 25 or 30 moves on each of them. I got the infinity symbol on my total number of moves. Okay. (laughs) I think I ended up with about 500 moves across the year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's why I think they could have done so much more with that. In that you're mm. rebuilding these memories, you could do so much with the, with these little puzzles to yeah, to like rebuild. It, it's a memory like and stuff. it's like that puzzle where you have to link
3: the memories, you know, and you had to rotate mm. them around to to make the links.
0: Yeah, like yep. it was just even just yeah, but you could do all sorts of that. Like rebuilding, you could just I don't know, just thinking off the top of my head. Like you've got Tetris shapes coming in, and you oh, rearrange God. the Tetris shapes to. to Mate,
1: you you got to play Puzzle Agent if you haven't already. That's a brilliant game by telltale yeah. really really good fun nice interesting wacky story but uh, full with filled with of course with puzzles because it is puzzle agent
3: i would have been happy with it with an hour and 45 minute cutscene.
0: yeah okay. mm.
3: just give okay. me the okay. story i'll watch it i'll move around a little bit but by and large i'm just watching the story that would have been fine for me
0: uh, i think because I, I like
3: the interactivity
0: yeah i think because it's such a not he- yeah kind of heavy story yeah because because it, it's this it, like the you know the things that it makes you think about i kind of welcome mm-hmm. that sort of little bit where it sort of takes you Light out gives you a little posi- yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah I just think give me give me vary it a little bit and and eight-way character movement yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all good then gents Andy any final words from you no, just a, a really pleasant experience. And
4: like I say, I think um a very welcome one at the moment, given how little gaming time that I've had. I, I love the fact that I could sit down and play through this over the course of the the, the, the two nights. Um, I, I I enjoyed the game as much for, like I say, the, the reasons that as much it made me kind of like reflect on myself on my own life as it did on the game in itself. And there's not, for, I think for all the games that we've, played them to this point i don't have we ever is there is there anything else we've played that we've sort of thought about that's made us there's been obviously there's a few that have been quite sort of or very emotional in terms of the story but that's purely been uh you know you, you've been purely focused on the story that you've been playing not one that's sort of mm. that, that this forced you to kind of um well it's almost like looking in a mirror at some point so it's uh yeah a, a very unique game in that respect i can't think mm. of another one that's made me kind of think about my own life quite so much as what this one has um and yeah
1: yeah i yeah,
4: just really really uh a, a very enjoyable and so i i it's a really really beautiful music in it particularly i absolutely yeah. love the music that's in it and uh yeah just like a really for such a short game a very thought-provoking game um it's led to sort of uh some very interesting discussions tonight and and also one that i just um I know that you were saying in the Discord that you'd finished up and you said, oh, I need to go away and think about it now for a while. And uh, it's, it's exactly what I find myself doing as well. And I think what I will do, in fact, is I'm heading off on holiday on Saturday. I think I'll take my Switch away with me. And uh, I, th- I think I'll play through it a second time, actually, yeah. and because uh, I can't play any of the other games we're playing with while while I'm away. So I think, I think I'll take this away and play through it a second time and see what I take away from it on the second run.
3: Yeah. Well worth doing. It's well worth a second look. For yeah, second,
4: I, three I, I or four feel, hours. Yeah, I feel like just it, it would be the perfect way to do it on a holiday, uh, sort of an hour, an hour and a half each night or something like that. I'd be. Um, I will. Uh,
3: yeah, I look forward to that. Just watch out for those dusty corners of the room as the uh, <laughs> yes. eyes get a bit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <makes> uh, <laughs> gotta lock myself in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Jim, what are we doing next?
1: Yes, exactly, Jim.
0: Yeah, all, well, always moving forward. Um, the next one we're we're playing is is Vanquish. Yes, so on. we're going to on oh, ev- everything. It's, it's, okay. it's come out on on literally everything. PS3, Xbox 360 was its initial release, but it's okay. also available on. There's a remake, a remaster, should I say, that came out on ps4 and xbox one that you can also play on the series x and the ps5 and it's on pc as well that's so. the pc port is
3: of the remaster isn't it i believe so yeah i think yeah and it's uh okay. i did look at it because it's fully verified with the steam deck and i thought be. i think oh is it oh nice i think is it Morpin? who's one of our discord members has already been at it on the steam deck um, but yeah, I don't know. I need to go back to the original. thing. always need to go back to the original with these things. Mm-hmm. Although the remaster does look, I think it was a light remaster. Can't have been much, can it? I
0: think it was just a graphical sort of touch up. Really, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be playing that on the PS5. So okay, you're gonna be playing the I'll remaster. i pick are you? up the PS. Yeah, I then. am. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing that on PS3. The PS3 version on the PS3. Yeah, I'll be doing that as well.
0: I'm amazed there hasn't been a Switch port. It seems like it'd be perfect for that, but yeah. there we go. But we're, um, yeah, we're going to play it over two episodes, or two podcast episodes, I should say. Um, the first one is going to be... So the game's split into five acts, and then the acts are split into missions. We'll play the first act, two acts, so acts one and two. And then we'll have a little bit of chat about the development as well in the first podcast episode. And then the second podcast episode, it'll be acts three to five. I've had a look on a few forum posts and things like that. It seems like the first two acts are probably somewhere between two and three hours. So if you sort of earmark that, I imagine, obviously we've got holidays and stuff like that. So probably, what, three weeks, roughly, something like that. Yeah, yeah i would imagine so we're talking
1: two or three um mats or chris hours
0: <laughs> i'll say chris we'll go chris okay. hours yeah. okay. so that's probably th-
3: that's more like 50 given- for you then matt so two or three hours for an expert
1: game
0: yeah i think given the well given the gameplay style as well so for anyone that's not played it think think bayonetta that sort of that sort of game or uh, or devil may cry. <laughs> oh here we go, Mads. You're gonna love it. Yeah yes. so, but not I don't believe it's got fixed camera angles. So that could be the that could be the the, the one that, that sort of gets you over the line I'm a bit, Mads. How long to beat <laughs> our old friend, how long to
3: beat six to eight hours <laughs> to complete the main story and find its little hidden secrets.
0: Hmm. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. Just Half just a short one, just mads. a short one, mads. Yes, just, just a short, short one. one. Oh,
3: Wait yes. here. It says here that if you rush through it, four hours and twenty five minutes. So that for you, mads, it'll mm-hmm. probably be in four four days and twenty five hours. Yep. yep. Getting the speedrun <laughs> community
0: exactly. And then this game lends itself to those little cool moments as well. Taking little short videos, and we'll get plenty of them up we'll over uh, over social media and stuff like that. If you pull off some like cool combos, and yeah, it and looks stuff like that. It,
3: it looks really good. It's a. A lot of Cra- style. Crash and change of pace, isn't it, from To The Moon? But it looks uh, yeah, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fastest I'm looking time, forward to-
3: according to how long to beat, 2 hours 32 minutes. So that's our aim. Oh, the,
0: yeah we'll <laughs> see how that goes <laughs> when I was installing it on the PlayStation I actually thought oh, this is ridiculous I thought oh I'm looking forward to, to getting to st- stuck into something on the PlayStation it feels like ages since I've played a game on there yes. but then it's ridiculous it's only a couple of months since we just sat through 70 hours of uh, Horizon <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it, it will not
3: be long before we're playing Red Dead Redemption and that'll give you some uh, well depending on which platform you play it on
0: of course yes mm. yeah but yeah that's that's what's next Vanquish on great, any any system post Xbox 360 and and PS3 you'll find it there
1: beautiful looking forward to it mate so any shout outs guys
4: oh just nice to be back nice to nice to catch up with you guys nice to catch up with the community again so yeah roll on more games
3: yeah shout out to Discord of course the Discord members as Mads has said for such a short game it certainly did provoke a lot of discussion and Whilst I was, um, I was a little bit behind on this, so couldn't, couldn't, watch, couldn't join in the chat as it was going on because everyone very diligently uses spoilers, which is what we like. It's always brilliant to then catch up on the chat and then join in when you can finally reveal those spoilers. So uh, a yeah. big shout out to all of our wonderful Discord members and yeah. particularly to Mitsuyama and Morpin for, for the clips.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think we'll have to worry about spoilers for Vanquish because there's a story there, but whether it's. That's that's the weak part of it from whatever you sort of read up Yes. On. Well, so it, I think the, it is Shinji Mikami. Yeah, I think the chat's all going to be sort of mechanics based and, and things yeah, like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Which should be yeah. good. Yeah, be good. And I see John V finished the game just in time. He just finished it tonight as well. So, oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Nice. Lots and lots of chatter on, uh, on Discord beautiful great <laughs> yeah cool so shout outs for me would also be to all of the wonderful people on discord it's been great following along with the discussions for uh, again what was it called episode uh, k-267 yeah. to the moon it's, uh, it's it's always wonderful when you pick a game that people like and resonate with in some way and, and this was a very lively discussion so thanks a lot guys yeah and, uh, apart from that, shout out to the guys at Retro Asylum. Of course. I look forward to doing some Mr. episodes very soon because now we've got uh, Chris in the church of the Mr. as well. So <laughs> we should be uh, putting out some uh, Mr. based content very soon. Yes. And with those words, bye for now. Bye bye everyone. Forward to playing some Vankage with you very soon. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Cheers out. Bye.